right, well here we go everybody. What's up? Welcome to or welcome back to TBN. I am your uh, bad libertarian freedom enjoying host, Nick Grimgreen. Joined now by my far left fact checker, it's Danielle Jones. Hi, Danielle Jones. Oh, hi. Welcome back. I feel like it's been at least two weeks. I probably, yeah, that is, <laughs> that is correct. It has been exactly two weeks. Well done. It's been exactly two weeks. Sometimes I can math. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time, most of the time I can't. I can't. Well, math. that's not even mathing. That's like timing. Like <laughs> and I'm not even like, there's still have a, even a some whiteboard. math involved. Yeah, we have a whiteboard on our fridge, and we've because we plan out our dinners, right? Because we do like crockpot dinners and stuff like that. Sure. And so that schedule is the only way I know what day it is. <laughs> I go into the kitchen the to get my water, and I'm like, dinner oh, schedule it's Wednesday, and today is we're making pulled pork. Excellent. <laughs> I know the day of the week. Yay. I know what day it is. But you yeah. you just strictly work from home, like I do, right? Yes. Like yes. like feel like everybody's just working from home these days. I mean, for the most part, but I was working from home before it was cool, you guys. Like, yeah, I was working yeah. well, from same, home before you know. the pandemic. So. Yeah, I started working from home in, in 2015, and it took me, like, uh, like two years, literally, to, like, acclimate to working from home and, like, yep. disciplining myself into doing work and keeping gotcha. a schedule. And, you you know, you forget what day of the week it is. You lose all sense of time. It's, I mean, it's true. It does happen. It's messed everybody up. Especially if you wear like PJs, the same PJs like every day. You're yes. Like, I don't know what that's happening. See, that's a 2022 thing I'm trying to actively change. I don't do like, you know, big sweeping uh, New Year's resolutions or anything like that. But I've decided that jeans like pants mm. really help me feel like I'm at work. And, and help motivate me. Whereas joggers or sweatpants, which is what mm -hmm. I've been wearing consistently for probably, I mean, pre-pandemic even, working from mm -hmm. home, it was joggers and sweatpants. Mm -hmm. the, that's too easy to just, I'll plop on the couch and it feels suddenly feels like a day off, you know? Gotcha. But if I'm wearing like actual clothing, mm -hmm. nope, it's a day. It's like, it's work. Go in your office and, and do things and you're at work. You're not just wearing sweatpants. You're wearing oh, real no, I pants. I live in sweatpants. Yeah. I don't I haven't worn jeans in years. Yeah. No. Well leggings, I, sweatpants, yeah, joggers. Leggings, sweatpants, joggers. No. Yeah. I boycott jeans. Why do I need to be all squished and uncomfortable? No. <laughs> boycott jeans. Boycotting them. No. See, if it I, doesn't have elastic, I'm no longer interested. <laughs> yeah, well, see, here's the thing. I had that same mindset for a very long time. I thought why am I putting on jeans? I'm staying at home. Yeah. I don't even leave the house. They're no, I have to you. put on a belt. What do you, what belt? What year is this? Why no. am I putting on a belt? No. But now I wear jeans when I'm at work no. and I, and I don't get to change my clothes until after work is done. So that's a further motivator for me to like finish up and be done and be like, okay, now I'm off work. I can put on joggers again. Oh no, I'm uh, I'm literally wearing sweatpants. That's yeah, what's happening. That's fine. I've I've on this stream I've worn sweatpants in a in a flannel, so it looks like like you get the illusion that I'm fully dressed. Oh yeah, how would you guys know what we're wearing? All yeah. you, all I have to do is put on a normal t-shirt. I could be like in yeah. a bikini. You yeah. don't know. You don't know uh -huh. what we're going on here from I the bottom have a down. 
tutu on, yeah. you would never know. Although, I feel like we would know because you'd be so stoked on it. You'd be like, look at my tutu, you guys. I mean, that's probably. <laughs> I'd be like, you guys. <laughs> I'm rocking a straight up tutu. What about that? <laughs> I'm a sugar from Mary, bitch. <laughs> Oh, that's so yeah, great. No, I'm not. T- tool is very itchy. I don't, I would not wear that. Yeah, either. no, no, no one. I don't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear no. that either. Softness. But, uh, In fact, normally I'm wearing a purple fuzzy bathrobe. So I, I do it up for you guys. Oh, really? I wear the bathrobe on the stream. Yeah. Bathrobe and sweats bathrobe. all day long. Yep. That is my uniform. Just instant comfort. It's like you could lay down anywhere and it feels like you're tucked in. Yes, you know that is one hundred percent my life goal, <laughs> and I have achieved it. Okay, anywhere I go in my house, it's like I'm snuggled. Yep, you just tucked in, tucked in. That gr- one of these days, just wear the bathrobe, just TBN, just, do it. just bathrobe TBN. Just I'll do a bathrobe guys. TBN. We can do bathrobe TBN. Let's do it. Let's do it. Just for literally no reason other than comfort. Yeah, we'll yeah. put like shower caps on and yeah. like I'll bring my rubber duckies out. We'll put bathrobes. Yeah, we'll just it'll be it. the whole whole theme of the stream. Just a weird comfort bathrobe stream. stream. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow try to tie it back into like harm reduction somehow. I, yeah, we'll, yeah, have to, I we'll have to noodle on that gonna for get, a minute. Going to get real creative, I guess. Real, <laughs> real creative. Can we work a bubble machine into this? For definitely, some reason? definitely. That just feels like it would be fun. It would yeah. add to the ambiance, right? Of like the if yeah. bubbles were flying past me. How cool of the bathrobe stream. Yeah, yeah. It's really I'm like it. Bert and Ernie had the bubble machine all the time when it was like er, Bernie was he was in the bath bubble machine. Yeah, that's what I'm I picture. That's what I picture. I don't know why, but I want it to happen. I, we, we're going to make this happen. Special TBN live stream event. Um, but yeah, okay. Welcome, you guys. I appreciate you being here. You know, it's TBN. It's just, this is for the for the vape advocates and for our, uh, you know, the, the people that are down for the cause. That's who this stream is for. We're here to get some good information out there, educate you as best we can, present you with uh, news and facts and science and possibly many other things uh, along the way. But, uh, you know, as Danielle and I were kind of talking about before the stream started, it's just been slow. Yeah, quiet. It's just been real quiet for for seemingly a long time. Like it's been almost a month of just quietness. Pretty much. And I have no idea why that is. I mean, Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids and people are still up in a hizzy. And you see some public health groups still posting occasionally about vaping. CDC right. told us to bird watch. Oh, God. But, like, that's it. There yeah. hasn't been a whole hell of a lot of news going on, and I don't know why. I think it's like it was the holidays, right? Like, mm. people don't do big projects in December. Legislative sessions close down for the holidays. Like, it's just overall, I think the world is slower in December, definitely. Like, mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. November, December. And then people are still like getting back into it in January. I'm sure we'll start seeing things pick up soon. Yeah. Not that I necessarily want them to. Yeah. Cause Look, that could be bad. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I felt weird being on the internet and looking at Facebook and Twitter and going, wow, there's really nothing like no big vape things are happening. And I was kind of like, I don't know, not disappointed, but like I did a double take where I'm like, wait, why do you want 
Yeah, yeah. Why, why do you want drama? <laughs> yeah, why, why are you searching for drama? Why are you looking for drama? Why are you looking for horrible like vape legislation or like right. you know misinformation campaigns? It's like you should be relieved that there's not a lot going on. Right. I don't know why no. I'm not. Just it not gives relieved. me anxiety too. It like does. Too much time. I'm like, too, what do, right? I should be doing something. Yeah. I should be. What should I be doing? You're I thinking, do why, why haven't we heard from X Y Z camp in a while? Right, why haven't right, we heard right. from this them in a while? Why haven't we? Why haven't we heard about this lawsuit in a while? Why haven't we heard about this in a while? It's like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's anxiety. It's anxiety inducing. It's anxiety inducing. But, you know, we still got a few things uh, today that we wanted to discuss. Um, new Jersey vape shops have a weird new thing yeah, <laughs> that they have bizarre. to deal with. Uh, on, on this last Thursday, on the last vlog I did, we talked about that Mark Gunter article. And we're going to kind of focus down a little bit on what Americans think about vaping. Americans don't know anything about vaping. No. But they think they do. Yep. But they don't. <laughs> Not even a little bit. The numbers are uh, are, are crazy. I mean, to be fair, Americans think they know a lot about a lot of th- things, and it's not true. Yeah, it's, and it's and not. we definitely don't. I yeah. I find myself in that position. Oh, I mean, no, I wouldn't say daily, but like easily on a weekly basis. There's like new information, data, mm-hmm. whatever, and I go, oh, what? I always thought X, Y, Z. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Wait. Wait. What? Yeah. Having to admit that you're like I've been thinking wrong about this the whole time. It's a weird place to be. I mean, I don't for <laughs> what I, I think I'm a unicorn because I don't really have a problem with that. I'm like, "Oh, there is more better information that I did not previously have and can better shape my opinion. Give it to me." Yeah. Like, see, oh, that's the was good... I wrong? fantastic now i can be correct yeah like i care more about being like having the best information and being accurate than i do about what it was that i thought was true before yes you know what i mean like and you present that's how me it's with, supposed to be yeah but of course we get you know egos and pride and all yeah. kinds of things tied up in this idea of like well this is what i believed before and it's like it's okay though like now right. you have new info it doesn't matter change right. Yay. yeah yeah progressive moving yeah. forward right exactly i still have sometimes the knee-jerk reaction of like wait 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 wait. i i might not be wrong about this let me look into this a little bit further like I this mean, one yeah. thing is showing me that i might be a little bit wrong but right, right i'm gonna double down just for a second and stand my ground it, and it never pays off yeah it never i always end up changing my mind and go all right well shit that's yep, fine yeah but the way that you think is the way that it's supposed to work. That's the way I was raised to believe it worked. Like when you get new information, you change your mind and you go, thank you, new information. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm not wrong anymore. Again, that is exactly my attitude. Yeah. I mean, there, I have a moment too where I'm like, wow, ah, yeah. I don't think uh, that's right. And then I'm like, oh, uh, uh, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that's a thing that happens. I guess the first thing I'm going to throw out there that I always put out there, look, it's testimonials, you guys. Do a testimonial. Swamp Thing, did you do a testimonial? Tyler? Kid Bass? Barbara? Did you do a testimonial? Even though you don't vape, Mm -hmm. you can do testimonials too? Yeah, for your friends. Yeah, for your friends. I know Addie Tooney's done a testimonial. I don't even need to ask that question. He's definitely done a testimonial. But uh, Casa does testimonials. Who else does testimonials? The American Vaping Association 
does their their own oh, testimonials as well. As far as I know, I was looking on their. Uh, I realize I don't visit the American uh, Vaping Association website really ever, and and I'm well aware of the organization and what Greg Connolly, whatever you know, he's doing with it. He's part of that. He's the president, right, or something? Yes. AVA. They, yeah, you can go to the AVA right on the top. Testimonials. All right, add, there you go. Add your testimonial. J- do it. Just, just just write one and then paste it on everybody's website. Yeah, write it, paste it on everyone's website. These are the things, you know, we've been, this is something we've been trying to hammer home into the ground for a while is that testimonials are a really, really very good, powerful thing. They are. And there have been multiple people. Clive Bates recently on Twitter told me that same thing. He's like, people's stories, uh, you know, these uh, anecdotes mm-hmm. are a really very powerful, powerful thing that get used, uh, especially yeah. when he was saying, especially when those anecdotes align with the science, you know, exactly. align with with the science. And that's kind of exactly what's happening. And with enough anecdotes, people start to raise eyebrows and then it becomes not anecdotes anymore. It becomes a real thing because if you have that much, you know, an anecdote is like, well, could be what I mean, just because it happened to you doesn't mean it happened. But when you have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of them. Right. uh, Uh, Something's going on. Millions. Yeah. Of Mm -hmm. anecdotes. I mean, imagine if. Every like imagine if every smoker that switched to vaping did a, a testimonial. Every single one of them. We would have millions. We would, ha- we would have millions of testimonials. Millions. Probably somewhere between like I mean, the numbers vary widely depending on the survey, but ten to seventeen million yeah. in the US, somewhere yeah. in that range. And I don't. Why is that such a hard number for us to nail down? How many vapors there are? It's not tracked in any way, is it? I mean, yes and no. I mean, bleh. so there's several surveys that try to look at this. We also get industry data as well from mm-hmm. like some of the big tobacco companies, for example, um, on their like numbers of users and things like that or customers. Um, but the data varies. Like CDC's data will say one thing. And I think part of the reason is because all of these surveys, it's not like they're literally calling every single person in the country asking them. Right, They're using a sample size and then projecting that out to be the entire country. And I would imagine that there are differences in the sample sizes. So you'll get the CDC saying, oh, like there's six million or something like that. And then you'll get, you know, the um, Mm -hmm. there's an adult uh, risk behavior surveillance thing I did an analysis of that looked at like individual states. And that looked like there were more than like 17 million. And then, you know, the CDC will do another survey. And it's, oh, maybe it's 10. Like, you know. It, it changes, it sample sizes. These are all projections. They're only estimates. We literally don't have a way to be like, are you a vapor? To like every <laughs> yeah. person in the country. So. Yeah, yeah. no, I get that. And I th- I also think a lot of it is, uh, you know, it's real easy to switch from smoking to vaping for the most part. It's not easy mm-hmm. for everybody. I don't mean to paint with that broad of a brush. But for the right. most part, what you hear is, I accidentally quit with vaping. It's it's real easy to make that transition. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, once you get to vaping, the average person is just going to vape and then whatever, taper down and eventually stop. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes you'll have an influx of vapors, but then 
not all of they those vapors vaping. are going to continue. Yeah. They're, they're going to quit vaping. And so the number is going to go, oh, oh, right. oh, oh, now there's a bunch. Now there's less. Now there's a bunch. Right. Now there's less. Like as smokers quit and then eventually right. quit vaping. I think that's a, a big wrench in the machine, too. Maybe yeah, we'll never absolutely. have an accurate count. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Well, well, that's kind of a bummer. I'd like to know specifically. Yeah. How many vapors there are? Can we conduct our own survey, our own nationwide survey? Uh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I have it's no idea. It's very, very either. complicated. I have no idea either. Here, let me show you this thing I just ran across that we can rage at. Mm. It's pretty rage worthy. I just saw this on Twitter. You see this picture? I think this is the University of Florida, UCF. I think that is Florida, UCF.edu. You fact check this for me. Okay, UCF.edu. Yeah, one I think moment, it's, please. I think it's Florida. I think it's Florida. Let's see if you're right. University of Central Florida. Oh, University of Central Florida. UCF.edu. This is the University of Central Florida. I just found this interesting because you always think of Florida as like this vapor paradise, right? They don't have any taxes. They don't have any flavor bans. They allow vape shops to remain open. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like all the vapors are going to Florida. The vape shops in Florida are thriving because, you know, loads of customers. And then you see this from University of Central Florida with just the same really old, tired ass, debunked, nonsensical nonsense. Yeah, who these days is calling it water vapor? Nobody. Like, no, I, <laughs> Nobody. I will give you that. Like I did hear that as a part of the community yes. Yes. in like 2013. Maybe like, people were saying it a bit back then. No one says that anymore. Like, no, 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 no one, one says said. that. And you know, I I remember seeing uh, you know Greg Gutfield, the Fox News guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was he was a smoker turned vapor. And for a right. while he was kind of championing vaping yeah. uh, anytime he was on the air. And so I, I really like that. I heard him say that at least a thousand times. Yeah, I think I mean, he sort of really pushed it into the lexicon of like, it's water vapor. It's water vapor. I remember him freaking out. It's just water vapor. They want to ban mean, water vapor. It's not. Like, but, it's definitely know. not water vapor. And even the first time I heard water vapor, you kind of go, oh, that doesn't seem right. Like even back when you hear it in like 2010, 2011, I was like, that doesn't sound right. These are definitely chemicals yeah, that are being aerosolized. Right. Like, it's primarily VG is what's it. I mean, or PG, depending on you know, yeah. the liquid. But, but I mean, I don't know. I am not a chemist, you guys, so I don't know if <laughs> not. A, a large ingredient of PG or VG is water, but I don't think so, because I think then we'd have issues with spoilage and shelf stability more prevalent, because I know from making soap and like cosmetic products that whenever you have water in a product, you automatically have to use a preservative because it can like get mold or go bad, but we right. don't really have that problem with e-liquid, so my guess would be that PG and VG don't have water in this. So there's no water. It's no. VG vapor. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it's it is. really VG. But I mean, and there is some confusion, like, because we hear people talk about how the e-liquid is water soluble. Right. That's right? true. Right. So that's kind of like water, the terminology of water being tossed around in the same sentence breath as vapor products. The e-liquid's water-soluble, but you're not exhaling water vapor. 
No, I don't believe so. Unless I'm wrong and VG is like 90% water. I don't know. I'm not a chemist, but I don't think that that's right. It's definitely not right, no. I think it's VG. I just want to say I'm also not a chemist. I didn't yeah. want to trick anybody into thinking I was, but i not. If there's some chemistry intelligent person in the chat, feel free to weigh in on whether VG and PG have a large amount of water in them. But I don't think, I think they're, you know. Yeah, VG and VG, they're not water. It's VG aerosol, and you know yeah. aerosol even sounds like a scary word. Aerosol. Oh my god, it's it's vapor. It's steam. It, well, steam is water. But, steam is water vapor. But you know, it's that kind of thing, but not water. Yeah, but not water. And it's weird that UCF chose this argument. Yeah, like okay. You don't have much else, do you? Like, yeah, that's the oldest, weirdest argument. And they chose to, like, really narrow down on it. If, In case you were curious, fiction. You know, they, it's fiction. Science shows that e-cigarettes contain ingredients that are addictive and could harm different parts of your body. Could it harm my finger? <laughs> could harm different parts of your body. So some people, maybe, I don't know, a lot of vaping nope. finger injuries. Yeah, Maybe just from my foot. I don't know. The vapor is going to harm my foot. That's a weird way of putting that. The weird way, it is a weird way of putting it because it's kind of true, but they're not, they're presenting it really disingenuously. Like, sure, it does have nicotine. Yeah. Which, depending on what circles you run in, people will tell you it's addictive. Some people will tell you it's dependent forming. I tend yeah, to think it's, it's a, a controversial little bit more topic, d- dependent forming than I mean, addiction, but sure. Yeah. Okay, fine. Right. E-cigarettes can could harm different parts of your body weasel words weasel words right super weasel words but you know we're not going around saying vaping's a hundred percent safe no we do not of course not there is some riskiness sure involved in this yes but that's not what this sentence says this sentence says this sentence makes you think oh e-cigarettes a super addictive it's gonna harm me with its ultrafine particles that can be inhaled deep into the lungs. <laughs> I mean, you know there's ultrafine particles in the air you breathe deep yeah. into your lungs, right? Right. Like, ultrafine particles of what? Yeah, of what and how much? Yeah, like, of what and how some much? really important factoids. Yeah, ultrafine particles of what? Oh, just particles in general. So now we are fear-mongering ultrafine particles is such a vague, weird blanket term that makes no sense. I know. It can There's be inhaled deep into the lungs. In everything. Literally everything. Drinking water, air, <laughs> probably your food. Yeah, I mean, prob- come on, man. <laughs> <sighs> the, it, it, I mean, in the air in the city of Los Angeles, you know, my weather app tells me what the air quality is. Yeah. Like, oh, if you're a sensitive person, maybe don't go outdoors and breathe air today because right. the ultrafine particles can be inhaled deep into your lungs. Right. Also, there are measurable amounts of formaldehyde in the air around you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's harmful, but it is there. It is. So quantity also matters. Right? Yeah. N- not to the University of Central Florida. No. Apparently not. Accuracy doesn't matter to the University of Central Florida. Flavorants such as diacetyl, a chemical linked to very serious lung disease. No, that's no, not, that's actually not really correct. I don't know if there's been diacetyl in an e-liquid 
in the last decade? Even even aside from that, like I don't think so. It's not very common anymore. No. But aside from that, it's a chemical linked to serious lung disease. No, it was powdered particulates of it. Ultrafine particles, maybe. Ultrafine particles. <laughs> of, not even ultrafine. I think they were decent-sized particles inhaled into the lungs of, like, a handful of people one time made them very sick. Yes. That is not the same thing as saying are linked to serious lung disease. No. Right. An isolated incident happened once. Right. To a handful of people at a popcorn factory. Powder. That they inhaled powder, not e-liquid. Right. As I said, accuracy doesn't much matter to the University of Central Florida. Based on just this... I don't know that I would suggest anybody attend the University of Central Florida just based on this. If someone asked me, I'm thinking about going to college, Florida, don't go to UCF. That's my only advice. Don't go to use volatile organic compounds, heavy metals, nickel, tin, and lead. I guess volatile organic compounds. I don't. That's also in paint, by the way. You know, yeah. the new trend now is low VOC paint. Like, mm-hmm. we deal with those all the time. Again, how much? How much? Even... That's what's missing. Yeah, and I haven't <laughs> even seen, like, any research personally, specifically on vaping and VOCs. Nope. I would imagine they might be detectable, but not in any quantity that is frightening or alarming. Right. This is where it comes back to... The 95% less harmful than burning combustible tobacco cigarettes. You're still in a little window, like a little marginal window of possible harms. So if there are heavy metals, tin, tin, tin. Tin. Honestly, my guess would be, so some of these... um, some of these studies that detected heavy metals, people raised concerns about the possibility that they had contaminated their own testing field with their own equipment. Oh, um, really? So, yeah, I don't know if we use tin in anything. Like, is it inside an atomizer? Is it a coil head? Like, if not, my guess would be that they contaminated their own experiments because I don't know that. I mean, I'm not an expert. Again, I don't build Ken. mods and addies. Do we use tin? Is that even a thing that could show up? I don't think it's in a coil. I mean, nickel, if you're using nichrome, nickel, sure, nickel is a portion of it. Coils. I understand that from coils. But yeah, I don't tin, know about tin lead. and lead. Where are those coming from? I have no clue. And I don't, I'm going to look into this. We need to look into volatile organic compounds uh, in any, in vaping. We need to look at these studies. Because that sounds like hogwash to me, A. And two, how much? That's probably, if I had to put money on it, I would go ahead and guess 50 bucks says they detected some VOCs in non-harmful levels. Yes. Chances are that's what's going on because that's usually what, what happens right whenever you see harms from vaping it's always in the most microscopic minuscule amount that wouldn't ever really matter and doesn't have any real world you know like well below osha levels exactly of everything when people talk about um you know oh secondhand vapor right there's this one report in particular 
that I always reference. It's on the CASA information library if anybody's looking for it. Um, but uh, there is a, uh, a study that like HHS, CDC did inside of Ape Shop. They studied the yes. air quality inside of Ape Shop yep. and basically found that there was nothing detectable in any levels that were above any OSHA standards. So essentially, nothing to see here. Move along. Like nothing, <laughs> you know. Nothing the, to see here. Yeah. If you actually, if you use the navigation, you go under, I think it's education and you go to facts and myths. It's either education or resources. I don't know my own website. Hey, that's okay. Tobacco harm reduction, education. Oh no, do the little drop down. I'm sorry. So click the menu and then oh. do the drop down. Oh. Okay, go under resources. Oh, that's where okay. Facts and myths at the top. There it is. Then you go to this fun little page. Oh yeah. Uh, and there's one for a second hand. Um, third one down. Nineteen. Contains antifreeze, aren't regulated, safe for the smoking, cause heart attacks, don't help with batteries explode. Secondhand vapor is dangerous. So I wrote a little thing. A variety of air quality tests have been performed by researchers, state health departments, and even the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services inside vapor product stores, so vape shops, where exposure should arguably be the highest. All the reports consistently found that concentrations of vaping-related chemicals in the air were below occupational exposure limits or not detectable at all, including nicotine flavoring chemicals and formaldehyde. Seems and if you click, yeah, the, I've got links to the actual CDC report. Um, yeah, oh, that geez, one. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have this bookmarked somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's lost in the bookmarks of, in the, you know, in the bookmarks of doom. But yes, uh, HHS, CDC, NIOSH. This is going to be way too much to even go through, right? Oh, if you just look through the first page, I think it's got all the bullet points on that, uh, like executive summary page. Methodology. On yeah. that one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What we did. What we, we did. What we found. Yeah, evaluated think- vape shops. Twenty sixteen, they collected samples for uh, chemicals: diacetyl, pentadonine, hexadone, hexadonine, acetyl, alcet. Not a scientist. Acetaldehyde. Not a chemist, not a scientist. Acetaldehyde and acetoin, nicotine, formaldehyde, and propylene glycol. We took wipe samples for nicotine and metals on commonly touched surfaces. What we found, look at that. Employees vaped at work. Concentrations of vaping-related chemicals in our air samples were below occupational exposure limits. Not all employees wear chemical protective gloves when they were working with liquids that contained nicotine. I guess that's a ding on them. Uh, The bottle of stock nicotine solution was stored in the same refrigerator used to store employees' food. Oh, dear. Oh, no. That was the most egregious mistake. Also, I do that in my house, by the way. My nicotine's in the fridge with my food. I feel like a lot of people's nicotine for DIYing is in a refrigerated container of some sort. Yeah, it's closed, so, you know, it's not like it's getting out and all my food, which is also in containers, so I'm really not worried about it. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't be. Wouldn't be. And the only thing they recommended was wear nitrile gloves when handling liquids that contain nicotine. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Literally nothing to see here. Yeah. And you know they went in there going, we're going to really... Oh, yeah. We're going to look for every molecule that we can Mm -hmm. find in here. And then at the end of it, they're just like, nope, nothing. (sighs) Nope, nothing. Yeah. 
You might Sorry. have to clean your windows more often because the VG sticks to the glass, but that's it. The VG does stick to the glass, although there are some products that do get rid of it. I mean, I just use Windex and that gets rid of it. Does it? Yeah. It doesn't really work that well for me. Really? We yeah. We clean our windows like once a month with Windex. There is one. There's a vape cleaner that I used to swear by mm. called Exonerate. In fact, I still might have a bottle of it. Yes. Oh, I have very little bit left, but it's called Exonerate. What is it? Uh, What's the ingredients? I, I don't know. It smells like meat. Like meat. Meat. Active ingredients, uh, double distilled witch hazel. Okay. Ethyl alcohol, others. Okay. It's, not a com- <laughs> it's not quite a complete not a list. Not in there. But this is really, really old. I got this in 2015 from the National Vapors Club. Prevent cloud residue on windshields. Made from organic ingredients, hypoallergenic. I don't know. Maybe I mean, witch, witch hazel. hazel. Maybe witch yeah. hazel's the cure. Maybe witch hazel's the thing for getting the fo- for the film off of your windows. I mean, I know people use witch hazel as an antiseptic, a natural antiseptic. I've not heard it preventing. VG, but who knows? Prevents VG, apparently. I mean, and this stuff worked amazing, perfectly. Oftentimes with Windex, I end up smearing it around, and it kind of leaves big streaky marks, but this... They gotta go a second round. It smells like meat. It smells like meat, but it works really, really well. Really, really well. Exonerate, and I can't find it like, you know... It just doesn't exist. You could probably the... mix it yourself, witch hazel and alcohol. Yeah. What is it? Witch hazel? Double distilled witch hazel. Maybe that's the secret. I doubt it. Uh, ethyl alcohol and witch hazel. I'd have to Google exactly what ethyl alcohol is as opposed to like isopropyl alcohol. I don't Yeah. Really... I'm not a chemist. Again, you guys, I have to Google <laughs> things. We all have to Google things. Let's see. Ethyl alcohol. 95% proof, uh, 190 proof. I don't know. Is it like drinking alcohol? No, it's not. Uh, you can just mix vodka and witch hazel and get yourself some. <laughs> Simply just says alcohol with the formulation C2H6O. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I don't know what's the difference. Okay, well. It's just some other type of alcohol. I only mess with isopropyl personally. But. Yeah, iso, isopropyl alcohol. Use it for everything. Use it for cannabis. Yep. It's good at cleaning up cannabis gunk. Oh, yeah. Clean my vape gear with it. Yeah, clean your vape gear with it. Clean your vape gear with it. Um, so, yeah, that was just something just to rage at that was like a, a thing I wanted to rage at for just a second. Um, but if you wanted to talk about New Jersey, home of nicotine gum now. Forever and always. Uh, reading now from uh, Jim McDonald here at Vaping 360. New Jersey will force vape shops to carry nicotine gum. This is a weird story. This is really bizarre. This almost doesn't make any sense. It says a bill passed this week in New Jersey will require vape shops and most tobacco retailers to keep nicotine gum or other nicotine replacement therapies, NRTs, in stock and available for sale. The most enraging thing, the bill exempts cigar shops from the requirement. Of course it does. Of course it exempts cigar shops. 
how yeah, do everything always how how do sense. cigars always get a free pass on everything they didn't have to do with they were grandfathered in like they didn't have to do any pmta stuff they never have to do anything they're always excluded from every tax and ban and anything it makes me honestly hate cigars and cigar smokers for that matter they're guilty by association okay maybe not how do cigars keep getting away with it? I have no idea, but they're exempted from this. It says the bill was passed Monday by the state Senate in a 25 to 12 vote. It was approved by the state assembly on a 50 to 18 vote. I'm assuming that's 54, 18 against. The bill will now go to Governor, uh, Governor Phil Murphy to be signed or vetoed. The, if the bill becomes a law, which it looks like it's going to, mm-hmm. they say that any entity that sells, offers for sales, uh, distributes for commercial purposes any tobacco product uh, to maintain a stock of and offer for retail sale at at least one type of nicotine replacement drug, device, or combination of products that has been approved by the FDA for cessation of tobacco use. So that you can't even just stock a view solo because even though it's been FDA authorized by the FDA for sale, they didn't authorize it as a cessation product. Right. Despite it being the far superior cessation product, they're making vape shops carry NRTs. Yeah. This just seems like the most backward ass, doesn't make any sense to me. Vaping is the superior NRT already, right. but it's just I mean, not, not technically recognized. Yeah. Right. It's just not recognized by FDA. Right. But it's far, far superior. It, I, I get this. This reminds me of like, like in the Middle Ages and things like this. Mm-hmm. There used to be like, oh, you're sick. Let's do leeches. Mm. Right. Let's do bloodletting. <laughs> bloodletting. Right? Bloodletting. Oh, you're sick? Well, let's let's drain some of your blood. This is the most this is the most advanced medical work. that we have. Yeah. This will work. Bloodletting. And then as like medical science moved forward, we kind of went, "Whoa, bloodletting." No, 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 no. Leeches. Holy shit, you guys. Anyway, we, now we have antibiotics and we have surgery and we have therapies and things like right. this where we don't need to rely on outdated, antiquated things like bloodletting. This seems like this would this would be like making hospitals offer bloodletting as an option if you didn't want to have like your antibiotic, your rounds of antibiotics. Yeah, you're required to offer this service. <laughs> you're required to offer. It really, really work for most people. But... Yeah, but it but you still have to offer it. It's like, well, you're really sick. Your options are, well, let's see, we can do surgery. We can do rounds of antibiotics. Uh, I'm required to tell you that you can opt for bloodletting. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I don't get it. Nicotine gum. And who's going? This doesn't if make any sense. I was one of these shops, I would go. I, don't, I haven't looked at the actual like regulations, so I don't sure, know if you're sure. allowed to do this. But here's what I would do, right? And this, uh, somebody from the CASA board mentioned this. It might have been Jim. I was like, I would go to buy the CDBS, buy one full price, a pack of nicotine gum. Yeah. Take it back to my store, put it on the counter, mark it up 50% and say, here you go. I stocked yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark it way up. Would you like up. to buy it? 
market way up and then so it's not it's like they have to always have fresh stock on hand so if they run out which oh yeah they have like 14 days to they could run out or something or like if that. it expires if they make yeah, this big yeah. order for nrts and it expires that's not good enough you have to get rid of it order new stuff yeah keep your vape shop supplied with nicotine gum yeah no also there's a part of me and i don't know what part this is but to me (laughs) (laughs) well you'll you'll understand what i'm saying so this feels again like the government picking winners and losers yes yes this feels like it has crony capitalism vibes to it me, does right like oh we've decided that we're going to pick nrt as our favorite yep. and now we're gonna mandate what products retailers have to sell yeah i mean think about have that to sell for a moment like what if the government came into your grocery store and mandated what they had to keep on their shelves like right. you were required to have this product yeah that's creepy too many kinds of peanut butter just... in here you're gonna have to get rid of these peanut butters you only use these two peanut butters government right. mandate those are the peanut butters you get right or like you are required to carry puke flavored peanut butter because <laughs> yeah. we said so. It might not sell for you. That might not be something in your area that people want, but we are telling you that you are required to like what kind of rule is that just I don't care what yeah. the product is. That seems wrong to me. No, like that right. is not capitalism. Capitalism no. says if there is a demand for something, people will sell it because there is a demand. Right. But you are like fakely propping up this, you know, product and forcing retailers to carry it. Forcing when normally retailers they probably to... wouldn't because the demand is not high for it. And they like, won't they won't I mean, I can't imagine they're gonna sell any of them. I doubt it. If you, you want that, you go to CVS around the corner. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And and they have to keep it. I mean, that you're, you're absolutely right. That is like the government picking winners and losers and mandating what your store has to carry. Feels like it's inflating their like. It feels you know. like it's like, oh, sorry, pharma. We'll get your stuff back in the stores. Don't right. worry. We'll get right. it back, pharma. Right. Now right. you guys have to carry their stuff exactly what it feels like to me oh my god that made me so much matter on another level right i I just thought it was silly yeah no to me it actually seems kind of messed up um super messed up now there's an argument to be made right and so this is where i'll play devil's advocate against my own point right so there is an argument to be made that when you have an establishment like let's say a tobacco store uh that sells or a cigarette store, that they ought to at least offer some sort of alternative or a harm reduction or something to stop. You know, like how casinos have to put up, like, do you have a problem with gambling? Like, here are resources for you. Like, right, right. So on that standpoint, I can sort of understand, like, okay, if you're, you know, a business that sells something that is high risk or potentially harmful, there might be something for you know you need to have resources for people who want to stop or something like that but i don't know when you cross it like having a pamphlet or phone numbers for to call for assistance is one thing 
but like being required to carry a certain product. I don't know. Yeah. But on the other hand, what if the government, okay, here's a what if, what if the government suddenly loved vaping, understood all the science and demanded that all gas stations and cigarette stores carry at least one vape product because it's less harmful? Would we still feel gross about it? Uh, that's a really good question. I want to say that, yes, I would, but I probably wouldn't. And that comes down to it's not bad when my guys in power are Exactly. That's know? why I always challenge myself because yeah. I'm like, well, what if it was something else? How would I feel about it? What if it was something I like? And what if it was something I don't like? How do I feel about it? Yeah. I still think I feel creepy about it. I don't like, I don't want the government to say you, this store, you have to carry these items. Right, right. You personal business, we're going to mandate what you can and can't stock That's in your store. And anti-capitalism. You, super anti-capitalism. Like if, so I'm not convinced that capitalism is the best. I don't know, but it seems like it has a lot of drawbacks to me. It but does. if it does. you're convinced that it is the best, then why are you messing with it? Why aren't you letting it do its thing naturally? Because it's supposed to be the best in the whole world, right? right. Leave it alone. Stop twerk, you know, twisting it and messing it up. And that's what this is doing. So yeah, I'm super into it that. It really is. And that's a good point you bring up. If it was something we liked, I like that. I like that you do that. I like that you challenge me, Danielle Jones. You're absolutely right. I don't that's know how, how I, I feel about that. That's how I decide what my opinions are. Yeah. You know? I Honestly, I would probably be fine with it. <laughs> And I that know, is right? messed We'd up. Be like, and that's not super great. So. Yeah, that's not super great. That goes against the exact reason we're angry about this. Yep. Damn. Well done. I mean, Danielle I do Jones. The same, not to not to start some shit, but I do the same thing when it comes to vaccine mandates. Like, mm -hmm, how do mm -hmm. I feel about the government requiring people to do things with their body? Mm, as a woman not good i have a lot of feelings on that when yes it's a different topic right am i allowed to just be like oh no when it comes to this it's fine it's but not for me and my things not okay like, right i have issues with that so i'm you know i always flip it around and go okay what if it were this scenario instead how do i feel about this concept yeah that's a really good i mean and look that's just a really good like critical thinking exercise to challenge yourself with just yep. to help you think a little bit more critically about things. Yep. Damn, that's good. Damn, that's good. I want to weed out those weak, you know, opinions that I have. If they're not very strong, get them out. Get, get them out. Get them out. NRT products in New Jersey must be kept behind the counter. Retailers must display a printed notice that NRT products are available in the store and another notice containing information about the New Jersey quit smoking quit line. I mean, you know, <laughs> I have less of a problem with needing to display the quit line information. I mm -hmm. mean, in a vape shop, they're already there to quit smoking, but yeah. whatever. I have less of a problem with like, you need to put up this sign. Cause like I said, it's like casinos, right? If you have a gambling addiction, please call this number for resources. No, I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying that's like a poster thing. Fine with that. I don't really, you're going to supply them with signage they need to display. Okay. That's, I mean, who's sure. it hurting? Yeah, like, I, guess. I don't, there, that's not a hill I'm going to die on. No. Um, but requiring them to carry products that they have to pay for. Mm, that's not capitalism. No, it's not. That's not capitalism. <sighs> 
Jim McDonald's ends this and says, there's no scientific evidence that NRT products help vapors quit e-cigarettes. Uh, however, there is strong anecdotal evidence that most vape shop customers have already unsuccessfully tried NRT products to quit smoking before they discovered vaping. Hence the interest in vaping. Did you try NRTs? I didn't actually. You didn't try any NRTs? No gums? No. no nothing? No, I had friends that had tried them, and from what I heard, I was like, no. Yeah. Somebody told me, I had a friend that did the gum uh, in college, and she, like, A, it told me it kind of had a weird peppery taste, which I hate mm -hmm, pepper mm -hmm. with a it passion. Does. I won't even cook with it. Um, and she was like, you don't really chew it. You more, like, break it and then, like, stick it in a corner, sort of. Like, it's not like you're blowing bubbles with it. It's not like normal gum. And I right, was like, right. you know what? I'm already out. Like, yeah, I'm kind just, of already upset what? by that. Yeah, I have to relearn how to use gum in a different... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll just no, smoke no. my cigarette instead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or uh, ridiculously and repeatedly try cold turkey over and over and over again with no yeah. success. That yeah. was me. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I paused cold turkey for four years. Just one day, it was like, that's my last cigarette. And I didn't smoke for four mm. years. Four years. Okay, okay. That was the longest, I. that's the longest stretch I did. And I did it cold turkey. I never tried an NRT, but I I think that they wouldn't work for me. And I just know I that because yeah. I know my own body. And because yeah. even now, I'll use a snooze on on, mm -hmm. on many occasions. Uh, we went to Universal Studios for Halloween Horror Nights during Halloween time. Snooze. Mm -hmm. Just snooze the whole time. I, and when I went to Universal with Beecher, snooze the whole time. I felt satisfied. Like I wasn't craving nicotine, mm -hmm. but I was, I still wanted to vape. Yeah. It's that hand to mouth, the mm -hmm. ritual motion and the behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's for me. That's, that's a big part of it. That's a yeah. huge, huge part of it yeah. that, I mean, it's no wonder that NRTs have a really low success rate because that is the biggest part of vaping success, yep. I think, is the hand-to-mouth, inhaling, exhaling. I can be satiated with nicotine, but as soon as I got out of the theme park, it's like, all right, where's vape, my... Vape, 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 let's vape. vape. Yeah. Let's get to the yeah. car. Let's blow clouds, you know, right. because it's more than just the nicotine. It is. It is. But I still 100%. like snooze. I still like snooze. They should make vape shops carry snooze is what they should do. I don't think anybody should be made to carry anything. Right. Look, me too. You're a better libertarian than I am. Just leave people alone. If there is a demand for it, they will sell it. If there is not, well, then no one likes it. So. Yeah. Well, then probably no one's going to be buying it. I just want to open like a nicotine emporium that is I mean, that would be fun. snooze and mm -hmm. smokeless tobacco. Toothpicks. Uh, Toothpicks. Let's make some nicotine. I'll stock. Pops. I'll stock every NRT there is. I'll stock them all. I'll let. I'll let the consumer decide. Stock right. NRTs. Stock. Uh, yeah. Make nicotine lollipops. Why not? Carry snooze. Just all the different ways to ingest nicotine without combustion. Welcome to Grim Green's Nicotine Emporium. Yeah. Opening soon. Los Angeles, California. That would 20, be so much. Twenty thirty. 2028 maybe we'd have to run it like a it's i've a inserted myself into your plan that's by the fine way, just so you know totally i'm now cool. your store manager mm -hmm. um so we'd have to run it like a dispensary where there's mm -hmm. like a little corded off area and you like card people sure but sure. then 
assuming we can do that, I would want to make the inside look like an old-fashioned candy store. I think uh, that would be dope. That would be cool. That would be radical. Oh, that would be awesome. We have to have like a, a cord off area. So yeah. like Nicotine the children's cord. can't get in. Yeah. And we'll make it really boring looking from the outside. Oh, the waiting yeah. room's oh, yeah. really boring and clinical. But yeah. then when yeah, you get yeah. past the double doors, the double security doors, it's, it's like, like Willy Wonka's. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah Willy, <laughs> Willy Wonka, just Willy yeah. Wonka of nicotine, just rivers of e-liquid. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. For sure. A boat in a river of e-liquid. Yeah, yeah. Fun music. We'll have a bubble Smooth. machine. Yeah. You're, again, with the bubble machine. Yeah, I, bubble just, machines everywhere. Just, I think it's just going to be great. I think, I think it's so. just, I really like bubble machines. I don't know, man. They just sound cool. I'll probably, if I ever go and like see one in person, I'll be like, all right, I'm done now. I, I saw it. It's, it's fine. I'm just no longer. Nah, take the bubble machine out. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of over bubble machine. I've hit my quota bubbles. <laughs> They sound great right now, but once I see them, I'll be like, okay. And then they pop and they like leave a little residue, yeah, you know, and it's like no, a little, so, you know, like that. Yeah, it's I too could, many bubbles. and my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Pragmatically, yeah. this is not a good, but in theory, it sounds glorious. Yeah. A hundred percent. Just the glory of bubble machines. Glory of bubble machines. Uh, I wanted to shift gears a little bit. I'm just going to, I'm just going to play this bumper, even though it's not that time. I just haven't got to hear it in a while. I like it. I and like we've it. been doing some newsy things. So mm-hmm. I, I want to do... Mark Gunter wrote a really great piece about Ivali. I think I read the whole thing as quickly as I could from top to bottom in last week's vlog, but I don't know how much of it stuck. And there were some parts, especially this chart, that I wanted to expand on and really take a look at because people mm-hmm. on Twitter are talking about this chart. You've seen oh, this yeah. chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Gunter ben chart. Dreyfus Here it is. Retweeted it. Yeah, Ben Dreyfus, uh, Richard Dreyfus's kid, retweeted this. He's a he's a journalist though, isn't he? So, yeah, I think so. I tuned into a Twitter Spaces that he was on once because he had Greg Connolly on it, and it was real weird. And it was definitely like NC seventeen rated really? Twitter Space. Really, really. Oh, it, it, I'll tell you about it later. It was real weird. Um, but he did. He does. Uh, he quit using vaping. He likes vaping. He supports it, and he occasionally talks about it. Oh, okay. Well, shit. That's someone I need to get to know. I mean, What's he's not name? like an advocate, but every right. once in a while, he'll be like, still making fun of people who hate on vaping. Listen, uh, anybody with a a blue check or a platform, mm-hmm. that's the person I want to get to know, especially if they have even if they've said one good thing about vaping ever i'm like yes that person can help us that person can help our cause so yeah ben dreyfus i'll get behind him uh so this chart okay hang on what's the backstory behind this chart it came from the scrolly scrolly scroll there it scroll, is scroll 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 uh national cancer institute Mm-hmm. National Cancer Institute. This is a depressing chart. Yeah. I am depressed by looking at this. Compared to smoking cigarettes, cigarettes, <laughs> cigarettes, dude, mm-hmm. the known killer. 480,000 Americans every year die from smoking-related death and disease. 
compared to compared to the worst thing that you can do to your body, you would say that electronic cigarettes are 34.5% just as harmful. Whose failure is this? Is oh this... god, where do I start? <laughs> I've got a list. This is a lot of people. I mean, 34.5% just as harmful. 34.5% are are going to have to change their mind. They're going to have to, more right? harmful and much more harmful though. Yeah. Add those to it. That's yeah. even worse. I can't add percentages together. 30 That would be uh, who, who can do that in their head? 46 if you uh, add more Daniel harmful. Jones can. And then so 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 1 carry the 1 3 4 5 60 shit I already forgot 60 something <laughs> percent This is why I can't do mental math cuz I'm like okay I think it's 61% is that uh-huh. what I said carry the sure. 1 61% if you add all through three of those together said that it is just as harmful more harmful or much more harmful than much smoking. more harmful Yeah see the 12.7 more harmful that's depressing the 15 percent much more harmful yeah much that's, that's frightening much more harmful much more harmful it's crazy to, i mean look this is this is the problem with being too progressive is this is i i've known that vaping is far less harmful than smoking i mean for what a decade now i wouldn't say the full my full youtube career because when i first started vaping i just didn't know nobody knew i just knew i wasn't smoking and so i wanted to keep vaping but as the science came out you go oh this is way less harmful much less harmful 95 percent less harmful okay harm reduction okay it seems like so plainly painfully obvious to me because of the science that this is less harmful and then there's people in the United States of America that when asked, they said it's much more harmful. How do we have this like crazy disconnect between, uh, you know, reality? Who's to blame, Danielle Jones? Tell me. Give me the names. The CDC, FDA. The CDC. FDA, <laughs> mainstream media. Yeah. Tobacco control. Yeah, tobacco Public control. Public health in general because of tobacco control. That's right. My, that's my fast five that's the fast five that that is spot on cdc fda and i mean you can talk about fda but you have to talk about like mitch zeller's included in that as mm-hmm. well even though oh, yeah. he knows better mitch zeller knows better. oh he does he knows what's up he just plays politics that is upsetting to me yeah <laughs> same bro <laughs> same fda playing politics same Really, this is depressing, not because it like it upsets me that people are wrong, but really mm-hmm. that that can kind of be changed. Like, I don't know. People's. Well, here, though, people's ideas little, can be changed. A tiny silver lining. Twenty four point four percent. They're not sure. Hey, that's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. They're not sure. One not way or sure. The other. Yes. That's the second highest in the chart. It is. I will take that. That they is are unsure. They that can is be molded. That is a silver lining, a little bit to this. They could also be molded by campaign for tobacco-free well, sure. kids. Yeah, they could. You know, but we could mold them too. Vapors could mold those people to change that. I don't know. I don't know. Into a less harmful and much less harmful. Yeah, 
less harmful. Even if, I want this number to be higher. I just want people to know that they're yeah, just, just less harmful. It doesn't yeah. have to be much less harmful, even though they are much they less are, harmful. But just less is good with me. Yeah, just less is fine with me. What bums me out is I'm sure in this 34.5% or the, the 60%, Troy did the math, 62.2%. Oh, I was close. Very close. I didn't do the decimals. I like to think that in who does decimals? I don't you round, right? You round down. Sixty two percent. Whatever. If you want to be technically correct, like Troy V, sixty two point two percent, you know that there are smokers in that. Oh yes. And they are literally just gonna keep smoking cigarettes. Yep. If you're a smoker and you think vaping is just as harmful as what you're doing, you're gonna keep smoking. Yep. Every single time. Yep. Or more harmful. Or more harmful. If it was more harmful. Actually, if it was just as harmful, if 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 vaping was just as harmful as smoking, I may vape instead of smoke anyway. Because well, it's just yeah, a more enjoyable more experience. Yeah. And it doesn't like make things smell bad. Yeah. And, you know. Stick in the, you know, curtains and you Turn know. your ceiling yellow. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, even if it were just as harmful, there's still some pros. But it's not. It's less harmful. Much. Much less harmful. Much less harmful. That's why when people switch to vaping, their, like, COPD goes away. Right. If it was much less harmful, would that really be happening? Yeah. I mean, no, it wouldn't. If it was much more harmful. Right. I mean. They'd just die or something. Yeah. They're already, you know, not doing so great. So this is a depressing statistic uh, in America. And I don't know what can be done to change it. I don't know that we're going to be able to. I mean, I want to think we could change public opinion or at least sway public opinion, mm-hmm. but it's going to take uh, time. Time. Yeah. It's going to take time. And there's going to have to be, I mean, this is something I talked to Charles about a little bit. The idea that there's not going to be like a smoke and gun to this. There's not going to no. be a big no. event or a big announcement where everybody in the country goes, oh, okay, vaping. Because as we just harmful. talked about, people don't like to change their opinions yeah. because their pride and their ego is wrapped up in their opinion. And so they don't like, they, you know, if they if the country were full of people like me, then maybe we could have something like that. But no, people get, you know, tied up in like, well, I repeated this to a bunch of people and I said it and I Facebook right. post about it. It's basically now my identity my mind, now. I'll look like an idiot. Right, like, yeah, right. They, you know, have it as part of their identities, yeah. the opinions they have. So, yeah. no, that's definitely impossible. I would go ahead and say that would be impossible. Um, but what could happen is what we've seen with the LGBTQ community and what we've seen with cannabis and, mm-hmm, to a certain mm-hmm. extent, other you know psychedelics. Slowly, over time, we can chip away and sway public opinion. But this is we're in this for the long haul, you guys. You need a lot of snacks. We're going to be here for a while. <laughs> okay. You're going to need snacks. This Someone bring not... sandwiches. Yeah. Some. Is, also, I like mayonnaise. Okay. Yeah. I know some people I don't, but mayonnaise. somebody bring mayonnaise, please. Because mm-hmm. a sandwich mayonnaise. isn't a sandwich without mayonnaise. 
unpopular opinion. Okay. Oh, well, don't worry. We'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. I like mayonnaise too. Look, I'm a mayonnaise fan. I'm a mayo. I'm a mayo guy. And I like mayonnaise and or Miracle Whip. I am okay with either. Wow, that is kind of an unpopular opinion. You see, I was raised on Miracle Whip, so I literally thought that was mayonnaise. I didn't know that Miracle Whip was not mayonnaise. And then I met my husband, whose family uses real mayonnaise, and I was like, what is this? It looks (laughs) the same, but it has a very different flavor. And I enjoy both of them, and I am fine with that. Unpopular opinion. I that like is, all the mayonnaises. I've uh, I grew up with uh, Miracle Whip as well, but I can't do the tangy zip of Miracle Whip anymore. I'm totally fine either. I just they can't. Have, they evoke different feelings. Sometimes, if I want a sandwich to feel like this, I want the tang. Sometimes, if I want a sandwich to feel like that, <laughs> I go with the you know mayo. Look, sandwiches are a complicated thing. Just they change depending on your mood, really. They, they do. So let's see. How are we doing? Okay. Miracle Whip better than... Oh, no. Okay. We have a lot of... Mayo, yes, spicy Whip, mustard. No. Sexy King Phil loves the Miracle Whip. I mean, it's fine, you guys. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, look, maybe I need to revisit Miracle Whip and possibly change my opinion on it. It's just I mean, been so long. Yeah. Just, you know, get some... Make you a good, fresh little Sammy. You know what I'm saying? Some nice fresh deli meat, some cheese, some cheddar cheese. If you're, that's my recommendation. Get you some crunchy lettuce. You know, put that little Sammy together, and I'm telling you, it's not, it's, it's different, but it's still good. I will advocate for Miracle Whip. Poor little guy. (laughs) Poor, (laughs) poor little Miracle Whip. Put him in some tuna salad. Poor little Miracle. Oh, see, I can see that. I can see that. You know, pep. Also, if you're feeling very adventurous, add some curry powder to your tuna salad. That's delicious. Oh, yes. Yep, it's good. Or egg salad. How do you say? Stick with me for more kitchen tips. Anyway, so FDA has to know this as well. They have to know it's going to be a long process of changing people's minds. Uh, yeah. So, do they? I mean, are they aware of the damage that they've already done? Do they not realize that when oh, no, they know. vaping is legitimized, that it's going to be an uphill battle to get smokers to switch now, whereas before it wouldn't have been? Now it's going to be really difficult? I don't know that they care, to be perfectly honest with you. They should. <laughs> That's I mean, what they the should problem, care about. The problem with FDA is I think that they, I believe that they know that vaping is less harmful and better, right, for people. Yeah, absolutely. But I believe that they will never endorse it that way until it goes through their goddamn smoking cessation drug regulatory framework. They will never say it until you go through the very expensive and appropriate pathway that they've designed. Because if they say vaping is smoking cessation without it going through the pathway, then what is their purpose for existing, right? They can't, they just can't. Right, wow, So they're never gonna do that. All they're gonna, the most we're gonna get from them without some massive change, and this would have to come from like Congress or something, is they're gonna say, oh, well, it's, it's appropriate for the protection of public health. They will authorize at the most under the PMTA process. They are never going to say 
Like, oh yeah, you you just smoking cessation. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Vape. No. Everybody no. go vape. No. They're gonna say go through and get a- approved as a drug like everybody else did. Well, that's and upsetting. Also pay us, bitch. Yeah, and also pay us, FDA. Pay us. I what here's what I can't stand about FDA, and maybe I'm de- beating a dead horse into the ground now. But they have this bizarre, like seemingly unattainable standard of the vape products are have to prove that they're more of a benefit to adults, to adults than a than than like a risk to, to youths. And that just seems so ambiguous that it almost seems like it's just up to the FDA's discretion. I think that's their point. That's a yeah. that's a that's big power design. move, FDA. It is, which is why people are suing about it. Yes, people are suing about it. In fact, you probably saw me swipe over. Alex Norcia wrote a great thing for Filter Magazine. There was really only one uh, paragraph from this really good article that I wanted mm-hmm. to read. Uh but he is, yeah, uh, the title of the article is Signs of Anxiety in the Anti-Vaping Camp as Big Decisions Brew. What's the big decision? Well, it's a lawsuit. Uh, let me read this paragraph right here. Uh, Sensationalist stories of the youth vaping epidemic have dominated the media over the past few years, but we will soon enter new territory. By the end of January, it's the 25th. Right now, so by the end of January, federal judges will be evaluating not the seriousness of youth vaping, but rather determining if the FDA failed to act in the bounds of the law. This distinction is important. What's about to be at stake is the FDA's process itself. That seems like a big deal to me, Danielle Jones. I mean, yes and no. Like, I don't... I'm not a lawyer or a chemist a or a scientist or a chemist yeah. or a doctor. I just play one on YouTube. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Um, no, I am not any of those things. Um, I was under the impression that these lawsuits, you know, the, I think the most that they could do within the scope of what they do is to have these particular companies applications put back under review. I don't know. It sounds a little hyperbolic to me to say that it's challenging the entire process. There's also something I could be missing, though. I don't know. I yeah. trust Alex Norsha, so yeah. I don't know. But my understanding was that that um, you know, best case scenario, they're just gonna their applications are gonna get put back under review. That's it. I was not under the impression that this would have any far-reaching, you know, uh, reevaluating the whole process. Right. That would be super. That would be. I hope he's right and I'm wrong, but I didn't think that that's, unless something has changed or I'm just dumb, I don't know. Even if, even if it's just getting those products back under review, I think that is good. And I think that sets a pretty good precedent. And I think it makes the FDA look a little bit foolish as well. I agree. All of those things are good. I want them to win it. I just don't think that it's going to like, you know, bring down the entire house of cards unfortunately right. that would be yeah. super if it did but i think that yeah they're gonna have to they wouldn't be able to apply that standard anymore is my is probably what would realistically happen 
Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the FDA's process itself. See, I feel like that's a big deal. I would, I mean, in a real, and I, I mean, an read it again. World, read the sentence again. Uh, it says, should I read it like Ben Shapiro? Uh, yeah. sensation, <laughs> sensationalist stories of a youth vaping epidemic. I can try to read it like Tucker Carlson have dominated mm -hmm. the media over the past few years. We will soon enter a new territory. <laughs> By the end of January, federal judges will be evaluating not the seriousness of youth vaping, but rather determining if the FDA failed to act in the bounds of the law. This distinction is important. What's about to be at stake is the FDA's process itself. Yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe not the whole process. I no. think what's going to be at stake is the idea that FDA may have implemented some new rules. Right. That they were without, not allowed to yeah, do. Acting unilaterally, not allowed right. to do without the proper processes in place. Right. right. Even if it's just that, that still looks really bad for FDA. It's still good. Yeah. I know. It's still, I still want them to win. But yeah, this is not a magic bullet. These lawsuits are not magic bullets. Unless there is something I am missing. Maybe. I don't know. Like you said, I will always I, I'm put that disclaimer out. You yeah. guys, even when I'm sure of something, I'm only ever 99% sure. I am maybe less sure than that, but it doesn't keep my hope from going way up. No, I still want them to win. And I, I feel like they should win. Now, this lawsuit that we're talking about is the Triton distribution lawsuit. I think there's at least a couple. I thought there was two or three but i know triton is the one that we talk about the most but i yes. thought that there were two or three or more i don't even know yeah and AVM i think was uh, better at keeping up with that stuff because i think a lot of them were their you know uh members oh right 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 and, and i think they're all kind of using uh similar arguments and similar languaging when they're talking about the fda acting in an arbitrary and capricious manner remember when we read that mm -hmm. arbitrary and capricious mm -hmm. shifting the pmta goalposts and not providing an adequate chance to address these changes this is a filter article by alex norsha right yes chat's yeah. asking yes chat it's alex oh here uh, yeah it's a uh, alex norsha link them filter give them, give them it there it is in the chat I'll, I'll make sure that everything we talk about is in the description, clickable links in the description so you can. This is a good article. Mm -hmm. It's good. Uh, it's, you know, it's a little slow news week type of good. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, it's if still you've been really following good. this closely, it's not going to be anything you don't already know. It's like a recap of stuff. But that's good because you could share it with your friends if they don't. Yeah. Follow the FDA more... like us nerds. I never thought ever in a million years I'd be so glued to like the FDA's Twitter account, no. like FDA press room, like news uh. releases and press releases. Never in a million never. years. Nope. How did we get here? Nope. Oh, that's right. I don't know. <laughs> vaping. Nicotine brought us here, damn it. Defending vaping brought us here, damn it. Uh, so let's see. We talked about uh, the chart. Yeah, Ben Dreyfus mm -hmm. tweeted about it too. I didn't share that. Yeah. He had a good little thread where he talks about how he used it to quit vaping, and he yelled at where? idiots. I thought it was kind of funny. I put the link in there if you want to. Oh, in the TBN. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you did. Ben Dreyfus's tweet. Yeah. It's a funny tweet. It's good. Yeah. What? Let's see. What does he say here? Let me try to get this up on the screen. Does that work? 
Mm-hmm. Hey, look at that. This is the most insane poll result I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and he keeps going. <laughs> Cigarettes are like super bad for you, brah. And even granting the, well, they haven't been around long enough to study nonsense. There is just no universe in which vapes are as harmful as cigarettes. Exclamation point, Ben Dreyfus. Uh-huh. Uh, the dumb moral panics about vapes annoy me so much because I smoked for 20 years and couldn't quit until Juul. And I'm personally really happy that I don't have to, that I don't live in fear of being told I have lung cancer every day anymore. Huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. Uh, I honestly can't believe that so many pig fucker dipshits are so holier than thou about COVID deniers and spend all day tweeting, can't argue with science or whatever, and then immediately are like, Jewel gave me HIV. <laughs> okay, so Ben Dreyfus is a little bit of a comedian. Oh, he is. Yeah, That's he funny. Is. He, is. <laughs> he is definitely a bit of a comedian. Uh, you're an idiot too. Fuck boy, you're Robert Kennedy Jr., pig man. Big words from Ben Dreyfus. Also, guess what? Da-dum. GMOs are good and anti-GMO activists have blood on their hands because they stifled rolled out of golden rice. Okay, here's the thing. I agree with him wholeheartedly, completely. Yeah, I don't have a problem with GMOs. No, I have zero problem with GMOs. Nope. I have I less don't. than no problem with GMOs. Nope. Literally everything you eat is a GMO product. Everything has been genetically modified. I mean, in one Everything. way or another, I think that's probably true. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, no issues with that personally. No, I have zero issues with GMOs. Bill Nye, the Science Guy, told me the truth about GMOs, and I've yeah. been woke ever since. Woke to GMOs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn Jillette, my hero, my mm-hmm. my one and only remaining hero, Penn Jillette, uh, had a big thing about GMOs and. Uh, you know, he got me hip to this. Uh, he's dead now, but there was a scientist, Norman Borlaug, who basically spent his entire career GMOing things like wheat and rice to grow mm-hmm. in places where they could never grow. And right. now it's like, oh, this village, you know, on the outskirts of Tanzania where nothing grows. Now can they can have food. Now they can suddenly grow. They, right. They can grow yeah. their own food and not starve to death. Norman Borlaug is credited with saving like millions of lives yeah. uh, through his GMO, you know, genetically modified wheat and uh, and rice and things like this. So I'm a fan. I'm a uh, fan. Sexy of it. King Phil, GMO is genetically modified organism. So yes. it's when food scientists, or you know, I'm sure they have scientists take a watermelon plant seed and they genetically modify the plant for things like. Um, more resilience to hot weather or being able to grow in certain types of soil mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, producing something that wards off pests. They, they you know, crisper its genetics so that it does things so that it can survive better, shall we say. Right. In areas where it otherwise would not be able to grow, where people right. can't grow food. Right. And people freak out because, oh, you're messing with Mother Nature and whatnot. But I'm sorry better living through science you guys I'm better in, living through science i want to cars are against mother nature shoes hunger. are against mother nature yeah seriously i don't want people to starve to death so i would like for us to be able to have them grow food so that they don't die yeah. i think that's really important and also as far as i'm aware 
there's not been any like all the negative things that people are freaked out about about GMOs have not come to fruition as nope. far as I'm aware. It's so. essentially a gateway. It's essentially yeah, all, the gateway argument. Yeah, we're all we're all fine, you guys. Everything's fine. There's a great uh I came across this years ago, but it got me pretty woke to GMOs. Um basically it was this article and I can't find it now, but it was what all fruit looked like before we started genetically modifying them before oh, humans really? did, right? And, you know, bananas were just packed with seeds, big, huge seeds. Oh, how annoying would that be? Yeah, inedible fruit Yeah, yeah. packed with seeds. But through genetically modifying bananas, every banana that we eat now is a descendant of a genetically modified banana. No and natural, they're and they're amazing. Yeah. No natural bananas exist anymore. They just don't exist. They don't grow anymore. We've ended it. Same thing goes for like mangoes, watermelons back in the day just had very little fruit, huge, big seeds like this big of seeds so they could propagate. Nope. We genetically modified them to have tons of, you know, juicy fruit on the inside, watermelon meat on the inside. We've even got Mm -hmm. seedless watermelons now. Yeah. Seedless grapes. Thanks, GMOs. I I think. Those things are us, not nature. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, better living through science, you guys. I don't have a problem. Nobody can give me 100% proof that there is any harm or badness No one can give you 8% us. proof. So, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. You know, square mo- watermelons are weird. But listen, if it, you know, costs less to ship them that way and then people who are hungry can get them easier, I don't care. It does yeah. look weird, but maybe it'll be normal in not that long. Hey, speaking of bananas, I saw square shaped watermelons. Yeah. That's a thing that people talk about is like, they're trying to make them shippable. Yeah. That's a Japanese thing. I've seen that dude in Japan. Anyway, bananas, um, bananas. So I saw a documentary or something. And my husband also told me about this and I'm probably going to get some of these facts wrong because I don't super remember it, but there's something about how the bananas that we eat, there's actually only like one species of them that we eat and they are very very vulnerable to a particular type of i can't remember some sort of parasite or Mm -hmm, disease mm -hmm. or something that affects the bananas and if we don't do something about it the banana population is going to be wiped off the face of the earth yeah apparently have you heard about this i I haven't heard it with bananas but i've heard it with other uh things where They're really, uh, yeah, they're really susceptible to certain sort of, uh, yeah, I can't remember, but they're really susceptible and they keep dying. Yeah, it's a disease and the food keeps dying. Right. And we might not have bananas at some point if I think like somebody doesn't do something. I mean, I think they're working on it, but genetically modify them again or something yeah so in my opinion save the bananas be pro gmos okay? and i love we bananas need to do something to help the bananas survive yeah because as someone in chat just said oh barbara they are wonderful in smoothies okay just wonderful yeah they make a thick creamy smoothie you guys save <laughs> the bananas okay thick and creamy Thick and creamy. Look, we oh. had a banana cream pie for Casey's oh, birthday. Sure. <sighs> banana yeah. cream pie. Bananas are phenomenal. So good. Yes. I yes. think so too, Cherokee Vapor. I think they only grow square because they grow them in a square box. Right. Something. When the watermelons are real small, they put them in like this plexiglass oh, yeah. cube so it, like, and it'll yeah. grow into a square. 
I don't think that's necessarily a GMO, but the watermelon growing inside of it is definitely a GMO'd already. Right. Because I put that link in the chat of uh, bananas before GMOs, and it has like side by side comparisons of what bananas used to look like before yeah, humans sure decided, well, we need to eat these. AF. So this is like one of those things where we've been doing it a long ass time, and then all of a sudden somebody was like, we need to oppose this because. Uh, I don't know. They got bored. Yeah, look at that. And like, we've been doing it for a long time without issue. That is terrible. That's oh, gross. We would not be able to eat. We would bananas. never eat that. No. No. But now we have nice, big, edible meat. You yeah. know, banana meat-filled bananas. Yeah, which that are, are delicious. incredible. And they go bad in two days, but they're still delicious. <laughs> I mean, it seems like we just buy bananas at least in this household, to torture them. Like we buy a bunch of bananas. I'll eat and like let them one. Yeah. And they'll just sit on the countertop just dying and I feel bad for them. It's like, well, oh. we need some more bananas to throw away. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> when we're at the store, we need to get more bananas so that we can throw them away in a week. Throw it away. That's, okay. what we, that's all we do. No, we don't buy them because I'm not currently allowed to have them on the diet that I'm on. But uh, Janine Timmons is right. Peanut butter and bananas are the best oh. combo oh. that exists. You oh. guys. Okay. Oh. Let's, we'll move yes. off of mayo. Let's talk about a, a different kind of Sammy. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. You take your bread. Okay. Uh-huh. You put both sides peanut butter. Okay. Both, both sides, sides peanut butter. Both. Should I be writing this down? Yes. Okay. Both sides peanut butter. You want a medium level, not too thin. Not too much. You can overwhelm the banana. Okay, you guys. um, Thin to medium level of peanut butter on both sides. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take your banana, you're going to peel it, and then you're going to slice it into little circles, right? Like a hot dog. You're going to slice it. Sure. Then you're going to take your circles and you're going to make a cute little mosaic uh, on your bread with Uh the peanut butter as like the mortar. Okay, Mm. you guys, it's going to hold it in. That's why you need both sides. Good analogy, too. Okay. So you're going to mosaic your little banana tiles in. Then what you're going to do, final step, you're going to drizzle a tiny bit of honey over one side. Yes. Tiny, tiny bit, just a little. Don't overpower it. A little bit of drizzle. Then you're going to take them and you're going to, you have to go fast. It's called the peanut butter banana flip. <laughs> Real quick. Okay. Sometimes there's tools you can use to help you, but you go whoosh. Real quick. And then enjoy and thank me later okay oh other key thinly slice your bananas because if you do too big of chunks when you go to mash it together it's going to be weird you want thinly sliced bananas so that they they go together how much uh peanut butter you like to use on this sandwich oh i'm i'm a little little extra with my peanut butter i'm a little bit extra with my peanut you don't want to overwhelm the banana flavor but i would say i probably Okay, so if I'm scooping out with the butter knife, right, I'm probably doing two to three scoops. I'm going and spreading it around per side. Okay. I might go a little heavy on the peanut butter. That's personal preference. Okay. Both yeah, sides, I'll, I'll go thin back banana in slices. The peanut yeah. butter is a mortar. Do the yep. PB sandwich flip quickly mm-hmm. and then enjoy. Yeah. Also, napkins. You're going to need napkins because the peanut butter is going to squeeze out and it's just going to happen. Yeah. Get napkins. Oh, I for, here, I forgot the honey. Oh, the honey is See, excellent. I like, I might end up putting too much honey on my peanut butter. I mean, you do you, man. I sandwich. like just a little, just a little bit. I'm not like honey crazy. I just like a little bit. Also, Capital H has a point. If you want to take it next lever, 
level, you can toast that shit. And that is a whole oh. nother experience, okay? It gets even messier, so be careful. But it is delicious. I'm going to put you up here, buddy. I mean, yeah, it's true. It is. It is. That's like a dessert happening right there when that you get seems all toasty. Like a- Dang. It's yeah, pretty toasty. Good. Probably like melts the peanut butter just a little oh. bit because it's warm. Yeah. Oh, God. That yep. sounds so good right now, yep. Danielle Jones. Yep. I love peanut butter. Okay. I just invented with my husband a diet friendly smoothie that we have in the evenings for dessert, which is chocolate and peanut butter. And it is literally the best thing I've ever invented. Uh, I would drink it whether I was on this diet or not and then not feel guilty about it because okay. it's so low sugar and low carb. But, oh, I'm salivating just thinking about having it tonight after dinner. Okay. It is delicious. It is a chocolate peanut butter smoothie. And it's amazing? Oh, yeah. It is made with ice, nonfat milk, uh, nonfat plain Greek yogurt, a little bit of nonfat cottage cheese. Uh, There's a powdered peanut butter stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like PB2. Two scoops of that. And then we have the equivalent of that sort of in cocoa powder, basically. It's sure. sweetened with stevia type yeah. cocoa for, you know, making chocolate milk or whatever. Two scoops of that. A little bit of extra swerve sweetener that we use. Um, you blend it all up and it is the thickest, most delicious peanut butter chocolate. It doesn't taste like cottage cheese. It doesn't taste like yogurt. It tastes like a milkshake. Okay. It's amazing. Uh, I may never try that, but... If we ever get together, I'm good making it for you. Okay. So you try it. We'll and you'll up. believe me that it is so good. You won't even miss the sugar-filled milkshake. It's so uh, good. Are you yeah. sure? Have you? When was I the mean, last time you had a sugar-filled milkshake, like a chocolate milkshake? Sometime, so maybe good. summer of last year or something, probably. So good. I mean, they are, but I don't feel guilty drinking this. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's true. If I wanted to have a second one, I don't give a yeah. fuck. You know I'm what I'm saying? Into this. Yeah. It is fine. If I have a real one, oh no, you do, yeah. do more than one. Are you kidding me? I was a milkshake. Ha- I grew up in a milkshake house. My dad was a big milkshake guy. Mm-hmm. He would make every time we went to the store, we'd get we'd get milk and ice cream and chocolate syrup so that we could go home in the blender and just make as many milkshakes as we wanted. Like we would make yeah, these I mean, like DIY, just eyeballing it. You know, milk. Okay, scoops of ice cream, some chocolate syrup. Blend, drink. Uh, see, we didn't. We weren't allowed. It was like a nightly routine. My house. Mm-mm. Yeah. It was. It was a treat. Okay, Cherokee, you and your marshmallow fluff can get out of here. I don't eat. <laughs> Come I'm on. I'm sorry. I love you, Cherokee. Marshmallow fluff Marshmallows is good. Have one place in my life. It's in a s'mores, and that is it. It can, lives I mean, in a look, s'mores. I can respect that. And I will. Love it in a s'more, especially a little burnt on the outside. I'm into that. To, Any to, other place in life, I have no use for marshmallows. To, to, to Cherokee, really? You don't like marshmallows? No. It's you don't just, just take a sugar. marshmallow and eat it? I just eat a sugar yeah. cube. It's the same. I don't yeah, like but it's sugar that much. Fluffy I don't, texture. I need some okay. class to my sugar. You need to I'm wrap it sugar, up in some yeah. other vehicle that I'll is not just, just eat sugar. No, I would not. I would I not would. do that. I, I you probably like candy corn then, huh? Love candy corn. No, cannot. Love it. Give me candy cannot. corn all day. No. No? Store-bought icing? No. Whoa. Like, no. Store-bought icing you don't even like? Only if it's chocolate. I will make an exception for chocolate. All the other flavors are garbage. Wow. Unpopular, unpopular opinion. Probably, yeah. That is an unpopular opinion. I think that's an unpopular opinion. Store-bought icing 
has nothing on a cream cheese icing. Okay? Are you kidding me right now? Look, uh, look, you can buy store-bought cream cheese frosting. Oh, I've never seen icing. That. Okay, yeah, maybe that would be it good. Exists. I don't know. I've, it's I've real only good. Seen the, the sugar gelatin right, kind. Right, it's right, nasty. There's good frosting. Here, let me tell you a frosting story. Okay. Hey, right. to to Cherokee. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jay Cook. Peanut butter and fluff. No. So good. So we are good. The same people. We are you, so you good. guys run in a different circle than so I So good. Peanut butter fluff sandwich. Fluff we just call them fluff or nutter sandwiches. I mean that's a cute name. Just Wonder you, Bread. No. Wonder Bread. Peanut I mean, butter fluff consume. You can even do peanut butter peanut butter like mortar and then put the fluff in the middle. That is like a sandwich <sighs> of goo. It's so good. It's a goo sandwich. It's a it's a goo sandwich. I mean, maybe I would like marshmallow fluff with peanut butter in it. I, can't I would uh, say it look, for certain. I would but I don't, highly suggest it. I don't like highly cheese. recommend it. I don't like straight marshmallow flavor. So, okay. Well, here's a frosting story. Mm-hmm. While while we while we decide if Danielle can even be on this show anymore <laughs> because of her stance on fluff, I'm just kidding. I'm let me unpopular. tell you a uh, let me tell you a frosting story. Okay. I I go crazy for frosting, um, mm-hmm. and it's just something I've always done my whole life. I'm a 44 year old adult. I still go crazy for frosting. I love frosting. Okay. When I was a youth, uh, my mom would occasionally make a cake or make cupcakes or something like that, and there would inevitably be leftover frosting. Oh, in the you know maybe it just a on the whiskey thing in, or in, in the bowl, no, no, like stored in the fridge, like from the oh. container, like oh. leftover frosting. Gotcha. I would, over the course of the next two weeks or so, go up into the kitchen mm-hmm. and sneak little spoons of mm-hmm. frosting and just eat mm-hmm. it slowly. Like, no one will notice if I take a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no one mm-hmm. will notice until you get to yep. the bottom Right. when it's gone. And then you're screwed. And then mom goes, who ate all this frosting? I don't know. Don't know. I, I like mean, I frosting. I might have had a bite or two. I might, I might have wondered what that container was in the fridge i don't know what uh, when i worked at starbucks i was uh i started working as a barista and i was just poor just dirt poor like less than paycheck to paycheck like my paycheck went to rent and then that's like okay well you don't get food until the next paycheck type of thing so i would eat starbucks uh pastries like marks mm-hmm. out mark out pastries all the mm-hmm. time eat them oh yeah i had a a, a five dollar a week mcdonald's budget that I would buy a chicken sandwich or a hamburger for $1 every day, and that was yeah. a meal for me. Got it. One, what, The first time this happened at Starbucks, there was, a, there was a, a month where the pay periods lined up in such a way that you got three paychecks oh, in one month. Best. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how this great is, was that? I don't know how it works out. I love that. It's the best. Oh, You're my like, God. Wish. That second paycheck... All I did was go crazy with food. food? I just went and bought tons and like all bad shit for me, you know. Because that's the cheapest stuff, of course. Cheapest stuff, worst. But I bought two containers, two cans of frosting just, (laughs) just, just to eat it. Yeah. Just to... I mean, it's like I'm an adult. I'm gonna buy frosting and eat it. Yeah, you know, like I can like afford this now. I'm gonna buy. Stone. <laughs> yeah. No, that's me. Stone. I'll do weird shit like and that I, with food. Got it home and uh, 
They're just, you know, I kept it in the fridge and it was my occasional, like I would take a, a butter Close. knife and yeah. I would like, like take a, a portion, head to the couch and just eat frosting on the couch. Okay. I have an even better story that piggybacks off your story. Okay. You as a kid with the frosting. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. That was me as a kid, <laughs> but with a block of cheese. Oh, no kidding. You had your secret block of cheese that you would eat? Oh, it was the family block of cheese, which is how I got caught. <laughs> and apparently, I don't remember this, you guys. I've been told this. I would go into the fridge, unwrap the block of cheese, and not like a civilized human. Right. I would not cut right. off slices for myself. I would oh, take just a bite, bite into it. Out of the family's shared block of cheese. <laughs> Teeth marks would be left in and the cheese. And you're like, who's going to notice? <laughs> I don't know how those bite marks got and there, please. Mom. That's weird. My mom used to call me like the house mouse or something because they're like, You would oh, just go eat Danielle cheese. Danielle got into the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like literal, you know, That's so teeth random. impressions. <laughs> and you didn't, your little kid brain didn't think, I'm just going to cut some cheese off or portion myself some cheese. Again, to have? I have no memory of yeah, this. Yeah, so okay. I get you. Like, I mean, they Look. could be making it up, but I feel like it's probably real. Because <laughs> that kind of sounds like something I Daniel, would do. Daniel, the little cheese nibbler. Washing <laughs> on a whole block of cheese. That's bold. I mean, that's bold to it go is, into your fridge, right? grab the block of cheese. That's probably your little kid, so it's probably like you have to hold yeah. it with two hands, you know. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, I was weird. Uh, I love that. I love it so much. I had my sweet Eatons in the fridge, just little sneaks of <laughs> frosting. Yeah. Well, so now that you're an adult, have you bought blocks of cheese and just eat, like, taking a bite out no, of them just for old I time's am, sake? Like, obsessed with cutting cheese now. Like, <laughs> I prefer slices. My favorite thing to do is, like, slice them. And then I like fold them so that they break in half into smaller pieces. Oh, yes. You know, like yep. lunchable style size. Yep. Like I love doing that. And then I'll like put them on things or just eat them that way. Yeah. I like to fold the cheese and break it into like I do like quarters, like half and then half again. And I have little tiny squares of cheese. See, I like that. Oh, Sexy King Phil Jeez. licked Pringles and put them back in the can. Sexy King Phil. Okay. That is... I want this on the record in official timekeeper, whatever. Danielle Joe, hey, I used to lick Pringles and put them back in the can. That's just wrong. I have so many questions. Did you lick them and set For it aside seasoning. and then lick <laughs> yeah. another one and set it aside and then lick another one and set it aside and then put them all back in the can? Or would you just walk by, see one Pringle and go, what's up? Lick it and then put it back and then that's it. We do need details. We need to understand. I have so this many situation. questions. Sexy King Phil, we'll wait. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait. In the meantime, I had this thing uh, that I wanted to mention. Um, if there's, you know, scientists aren't necessarily great at communicating sciencey stuff, right? Because they're scientists. They're not communicators right. or journalists or anything nope. like that. It's yeah. the same way with lawyers, I think. Uh, yes, agree. It's the same exact way with lawyers. So uh, I wanted to share this from Keller and Heckman. 
Uh, two new state laws could disrupt the vapor industry. January 1st, 2022, I didn't hear anything about this. Illinois, on January 1st, 2022, SB 0512, Preventing the Youth Vaping Act in Illinois will take will take effect. Okay. Uh, this is all legal-looking jargon right here that I, that I can't understand at all in effect or is in violation of any device that employs a battery or other mechanism any cartridge so they're rolling out all of these huge vaping regulations in illinois that i kind of had no idea about and exempts it exempts e-cigarettes first sold prior to august 8th 2016 and for which a pre-market tobacco product application was submitted to the u.s food and drug administration by september 9th so you're exempt in Illinois if your product is older than 8816 and you have a PMTA in to the FDA, you're exempted. Hmm. I mean, it's better than most places do. It's better be than fair. most places, but isn't that like really suspiciously specific? I mean, they're basically saying that if you haven't had a ruling by the FDA yet, you're still safe, which is, I mean very fair that is very fair if you're going by the process their process being i mean the fda process isn't fair okay let me put that yeah. but you know Clearly. assuming that that is reality and this is the world that we live in um you know of all the things they could do that is more fair than for example a lot of other places are saying no not until you have a granted pmta authorization are you allowed to sell so they're at least saying while you're under review you can still sell Okay. Okay. Well, that doesn't seem so terrible. I mean, I mean that not, still isn't fair to all the people that couldn't even afford to file in the first place or who got denied. Right. So, I mean, or, it's not like this is a good thing, but it could be worse. How about that? I'll say that. Yeah, it could be. It could always be worse. Oregon, on January 1st, 2022, HB 2261 will take effect in Oregon. The legislation prohibits the shipment of inhalant delivery systems to any person in Oregon other than a distributor or retailer. So this is Oregon's own vape like mail ban. Sales ban. Like yeah. their own online sales ban. So thus the legislation effectively prohibits direct consumer DTC sales, including online sales for the vast majority of vapor products in the state of Oregon. Does that apply to cannabis too? Because it sounds like it. It sounds like it does. Uh, inhalant delivery systems are defined in the legislation as a device that can be used to deliver nicotine in the form of a vapor or aerosol to a person inhaling from the device or a component of the device described in this paragraph or a substance in any form sold for the purpose of being vaporized or aerosolized by a device described in this paragraph, whether the component or substance is sold separately or is not sold separately. That seems like they're trying to cover basically everything. Yeah, that they were pretty specific up until I think that last sentence. Oh, Do they say or any substance or is it nicotine specifically? It is nicotine specific. So here they say closed systems, ends, pod cartridge or disposables pre-filled with non-nicotine containing e-liquid. No, this type of product would not fall within the meaning of an inhalant delivery okay. system. So cannabis is OK. So cannabis is OK, but good old nicotine ain't nope nicotine 
doesn't intoxicate. Nope. <laughs> cannabis does. Mm -hmm. But cannabis is okay. Mm -hmm. Look, I know this is whataboutism. But God damn it, that's frustrating. It is frustrating. That's frustrating beyond repair. Uh, whoops. I don't get it. You have a really <laughs> cool desktop image, by the way. I kind of want it. What, the stripes? The the, the leaves with the neon? Yeah. Oh, the leaves with the neon? Yeah. I try to have I'm cool ones. This, really this is another one. This is my favorite one. It's a Russian train station. Oh, no. I like the other one better. Oh, you like this one? Keep your trains. Yeah, I like okay. that one. I like Can that. Can I have I like it? Trains. Can you text it? I want it. I mean, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll email you over the big file. This is like a yeah. 5K monitor, so it's like good. Yeah. 5,800 by 3,800 or something Excellent. like that. It's a huge Perfect. image. I need a new background image. You know, do you ever feel like you refresh your life when you put a new desktop wallpaper up? Like, yes. Yeah. Everything feels new now. Yeah. You know what I was doing for a while? Uh, I think that's the last thing we were going to talk about here oh, on TBN sorry, today. It's just been a slow, like I said, I'll put links to literally everything we talked about. Um, I'm going to include a link to uh, this paper that studied, that analyzed Twitter activity. Oh. God, not these again. What? A, this is a cra This is a joke, right? People do this periodically, and it's one of the stupidest things that I've ever seen in my life. It's a. It seemed like a joke to me when I was first reading it. I was thinking, no, no, they're serious. What? They basically do stupid studies where they look at. I've seen them for Facebook groups, and I've seen them for Twitter. They basically analyze what people say and do on Facebook and Twitter in groups or just on Twitter. Right. And then they make these weird little bubble charts connecting like some kind of freaky murder board. And they're like, <laughs> oh, these people talk to each other and tweet what they consider to yeah. be misinformation about vaping. R right. I mean, what and is so the they purpose of this? I do not know. They kind of came to these weird conclusions that a certain percentages of them. Remember, we were dealing with this before. Bots, right? We get yeah, called yeah, bots. Yeah, yeah. We oh, get yeah. called tobacco That's shills and bots. These kind that comes from these sorts of studies. Yes. So I'll post a link to this in the description. Feel that organically, there couldn't be this many people that have the same opinion and use similar phrases. You know, right, that right. Can't happen in nature. Couldn't be a organized grassroots movement of vapors. Right. That's out of the question. Bots. They have to be bots, and it's because oh, Dr. Gilchrist tweets at exposed tobacco and at Greg, and Greg tweets at Alex Wodak, and Alex Wodak tweets at Greg. So maybe this Alex Wodak is just a bot. Except I know who Alex, I've met Alex Wodak in real life IRL person. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure. So I know he's not a bot. Yeah, all the people on there, I'm pretty sure are not bots. I'm just glad Kassaw made it on there. I'm just saying, at least we're, you know. Yeah, you know, I was kind of like, enough. Grim Green's not on here. And I wasn't yeah, was, upset. I'm not on there either. I but was I was little, looking but and I was like, it, so. I tweet at, I tweet at Alex Wodak all the time. Yeah. I tweet at Brave Media all the time. I tweet, I tweet at Charles Gardner all the time. What are you going to do? We're just not cool enough yet. Yeah, we're not cool enough. That's fine. Maybe someday. Give it time. We'll they will eventually some, call us shills. Some just junkie it's study. a matter of time. Yeah. Shills. Shills. Oh, Wait, there's uh, super chats. Yeah, I know. I was trying to find them. I don't know where I they ended like up. There's like two or three. There's at least two. 
I think there's three or four. Oh, here, I'm going to have to get back to my streaming page. I completely abandoned it. There's one from Fishy that's up right now. Oh, Fishy, I like your name. That's, that's Mr. Webcramp, Fishy Webcramp. How's it going, Fishy? Appreciate you. Let me get to my live stream so I can read the super chats. Ah, oh, they might be disappeared. That's going to be upsetting when that happens. And I know it's going to happen. Wait, how oh, do I get to I my... I can see three. I'm scrolling in the live chat. I can three. Let's see. Going, going, going. Okay, I can see three. I think there were more, but I can at least see the last three. Okay. Damn it, man. Should I do I'm them? I'm sorry for those super chats. Uh, yeah, if you can re if you can see them, definitely. Sure. So Dave Lloyd, thank you very much. He says, go buy frosting and cheese. Yeah, dude. Frosting and cheese. I'm going to make Snack an Instacart budget. order soon for some frosting and cheese. There you go. Uh, Accurate Angles says, how about a beef jerky and vape pairing? A vape juice pairing next. Come on, someone do it. Let's find that combo. The perfect beef jerky vape combo. I got to believe that it's going to be like a tobacco flavor, right? Yeah, I feel like it has to be, right? Right, tobacco and beef jerky. I feel like yeah. that would go straight hand in hand. Yep. Look, don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. Could be a thing. <laughs> and then Fishy was very generous and says, both of you are awesome. Thank you for all you do. Smiley oh. face, thumbs up. Fishy. That's very gracious of you, Fishy. I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you being down for the cause. Mm -hmm. Beef jerky juice pairing. I actually recently found a very delicious beef jerky that also is friendly to my diet. My diet has a lot of rules and it's hard to follow. Yeah. But I found some. So it's no sugar added beef jerky that is also low fat. Uh, and it's delicious. Uh, ah. And it is a flavor that is more like... Um, like Italian seasoning, kind of like oh, sure. a rosemary garlic Zestier. situation. Yeah. It's quite good. Oh. oh, well, I'm not any. Uh, I'm not on any diets. I just, I just can eat beef jerky till the till the cows come home, till they get I've turned lost, into like, beef jerky. Twenty three pounds. Since yeah, October, so. fuck yeah, that's badass. Yeah, it's pretty killing pretty it, killing it. So what I was going to say earlier about wallpapers, desktop wallpapers. Oh, yes. So I go through these phases where I'll just use the same desktop wallpaper for like months. Okay. Yes. Months. Yes. Because I like it so much. This flower mm -hmm. image has been my desktop wallpaper months, okay. months. Mm -hmm. But I went through a br and I do love changing it, except mm -hmm. when I change it, it sometimes feels weird. If I've had a wallpaper for too long, I'll go, ah, oh, this is weird doesn't feel right that feels weird doesn't feel right i feel like i got a whole new computer it's elating yeah the new sometimes i like to use the stock mac wallpapers i think that's what i have up right now actually just a it's stock like, mac wallpaper yeah one of these like colorful i can't remember which os it's related to right it's just like curves of color like just going goes from like pinky purple Oh yeah, yeah. I've yellow seen that to one. blue. Yeah, I think it's just one of the. I've just had that because I don't know. But I get like obsessed with wallpapers. I have folders of wallpapers on my computer that are just like 80, 90 images deep. I have yeah. I have old folders that are like old wallpapers, the ones that you used for years, but you still like. You're never going to use them again, but you want to keep them for some reason. 
You know, I have so many wallpapers. So what I share this folder with me because what I, I don't have enough. <laughs> what I attempted to, I have some pretty cool wallpapers. I have some I pretty cool you. wallpapers. Um, so what I did for a while in 2020 was Apple gives you the option of setting a folder yes. as your wallpaper and it'll cycle through all your wallpapers. Oh. So I had like, I have three separate desktops. I create three virtual different desktops for whatever different things. And so I would have all of them rotating different wallpapers oh, so that I could like see all of them at the same time. Overload. But it, yeah, that was too much. Yeah. That yeah. was too much because I never I knew where confused. I was or yeah. yeah. <laughs> never knew where I was or what, what desktop I was using. Yeah. It's crazy. Who am I? But I got, I used to be like obsessed with wallpapers to where I would just sit on wallpaper sites and browse just like finding images i did that with my phone i was obsessive with my phone and i used mm. to have so many i have an app for wallpapers on my phone but not with the desktop i just lose momentum and then i have lame i need help give me you, your folder you need I help i'll, I'll yeah. put together a i'll put together a better folder for you oh, some of these are pretty good yeah, share, share, bro. I'm sure you don't want like the Godzilla ones. Like I have a giant no. uh, wallpaper of Gigan from uh, Destroy All Monsters. Probably cool. don't want. Yeah, that. you're probably not into that. No. But this one, oh, these are some good wallpapers here. I'll have to share. I these like with the you. leaves with the neon. I'm into that. It's could, cool, I huh? Could, I could I do that, that vibe for the next year because yeah. that's like how long I keep wallpaper up for like a year. <laughs> And then I'm like, we should probably change that. See, no unpopular opinions about wallpapers, though. Yeah. Except you use the stock Mac too much, I think. I mean, yeah. Too much. No cars, There's no animals. There's dozens of wallpaper websites out there where you can get some really cool images. You don't have to use the, the, st I like the stock I like artsy-looking things or abstract things or a nice landscape or something. <laughs> yeah. Brad, welcome to TBN. That's kind of just what we do here. Oh, uh, yeah. It's gone from vaping to food sandwich talk show. I'm kind of feeling... Uh, the way this has gone, because I love talking, listening, eating all kinds of foods. I yeah. mean, me too, Brad. Brad, Look, welcome. We can, we can, we can help you out, sir. Yeah, we can. Jam There's not on a lot some... going on in vaping right now, so yeah. we're talking about rando stuff. If there guys. was, we'd probably. I mean, are there, okay? Are there calls to actions? Is there still a Washington State call to action? I'm sure. I mean, we need to provide something. Okay. I'm sure. I'm just assuming that yes, there is a call to action. Because Alex is good at his job. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, Let's he see is. What we got. Get involved. Ah, son of a B. I thought there was one in Washington. State, still. local. Let's see. All right, we got. We do have Washington. Yes. HB one six seven six. Yes. We also have Utah. We have New Jersey. We have Montana. West Virginia, Nevada. Some of these are a little bit older, but you should check really? them out if you live here anyway, and make sure. Arizona. And Maine. Where do you go? Do you look this state and local? Yeah, if you just click state and local and then scroll down past ah, the map, it will show right. you everything. Oh, there is a Utah one. Okay. New Jersey. I don't know In about fact, this. In fact, I believe I created that for you when I was doing the website because you were like, I would like a page that has all of them. And I was like, okie dokie. And then now I don't even know how to get to it. Okay, yeah. that's great. But I well, did now do it I know. for you. Just so you know. And I like that you can click on the states and be like, yes. I'm in Georgia. Yeah, you can do that or you can look through, you know, everything that there is. So Utah's revisiting a nicotine cap? Yeah, apparently. 
I know. Uh, for nicotine concentrations higher than 24 milligram for bottles and 36 milligram for pods and cartridges, that's not terrible. 36 milligram? That's not terrible. Yeah, but what about people who like that high salt nick life? Look, I know. I know. Listen, it's not that bad. I mean, any nicotine cap I think is going to cost smokers lives. Yes. Any flavor ban and any nicotine caps are are just terrible ideas. Okay, so we're going to put some Kassaw calls to actions down in the description of this video. Two of them at least. Mm-hmm. Two of them at least. But uh, yeah, it's just been slow news. It has. Just so we talk about news. sandwiches and yeah. my unpopular opinions about yeah. things. And honestly, I get, I know it's in the title, but man, I get fatigued. I am getting advocacy fatigue like you can't imagine. Yeah. Even in like the preparation for this show, I'm on Twitter and I'm like, Bleh. I know me too. I haven't been tweeting very much in case you guys have noticed because yeah. I'm just like, I just want to play plants versus zombies and ignore the world. Yeah. I get stuck in the same thing. And it used to be like, I would go on Twitter, like every free chance I could tweet oh, something, same. reply to something relentlessly. Yep. You know, I've been oh, saying yeah. do it relentlessly. And lately for like the last, probably since the first of the year, maybe mm-hmm. even a little bit before, mm-hmm. it's just, man, it kicks in and you're like, Bleh. yeah, I don't want to go on Twitter. I don't want to, I don't want to correct another yeah, misinformed I'm tired person. Of I'm tired of fighting. Lay on the couch and, and I'm tired. I just get smoothies. T- <laughs> Play, play plants versus zombies. Drink yeah. peanut butter smoothies. That's what I want to do, you guys. As long as there's no marshmallow fluff in there. No, get I don't the think I'll like here. it. <laughs> you might. I don't. You might. I, you know, I will leave a five percent chance, but I don't think that I'm gonna like it. Yeah. Well, look, leave a five. <laughs> leave a five percent chance. Leave a five percent chance. <laughs> but when you get fatigued like that. I think it's important to to pause for a second, you know? I agree. And you have to pause. You can't just you can't just relentlessly go at it because you'll come to a point like I do all the time where you just are angry. Yeah. And you just kind of end up hating what you're doing. Yeah, and that's when you start yelling people in a very yeah. way on Twitter yeah. and that doesn't help anybody. It and it's doesn't... not good for your reputation either. So. Mm-mm. No, I every few months I end up taking like I don't know a month off from Twitter, and I'm not yeah. like not on it at all. I just don't post that often, or I just retweet or something. Sure, I go I go light on the my Twitter. Yeah, Twitter experience. light. I'll go Twitter light because I just need a break because it's a lot. It can yeah. be a lot. And you I, yeah, and I can't expect you know all of the support that you get on Twitter with people retweeting and comments and like advocates on Twitter is huge, and it's one of those things where people are gonna disappear for a month and come back and when mm-hmm. someone's gone it's like someone else not necessarily take up the slack well i mean yeah but kind of take up the slack it's true and it's just an i think it's inevitable i think getting burnt out and getting you know it's i think it's inevitable uh especially it seems like 
I don't want to say especially in vaping because there's a lot of hot button political issues right now. The I'm filibuster, sure you know, and get such as. A hundred percent. They have to get. They've been doing it longer than a lot of people have been doing it. I'm sure COVID doctors get burnt out. Epidemiologists yeah. get burnt out. I don't. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of. A lot of hot button issues right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of hot button issues, but I feel like vaping is especially frustrating because all we get is not the truth. Mm-hmm. We have truth. We have mm-hmm. the science. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, I'll show you the New England Journal of Medicine where it says that they're almost twice as effective as any NRT. We mm-hmm. know this truth. We have millions of anecdotes. And then all you just go on Twitter and you see... Oh, you know, Florida, Central Florida University. Here's some more misinformation, hogwash bullshit that we're just putting out there in the ether can further confusing people, further lying to people, keeping smokers smoking. You see that on Twitter. And I'm just like, just like want to throw my phone. It's like, why am I even doing this? Why do I enrage myself like this? How many more times am I going to be able to correct someone before I, you know, before I just lose it? And I'm trying not to lose it. Yeah, don't do that. Don't lose no, it. I don't want to lose it. Because you're right. You get unpolite on Twitter. You, you yell at people. I yell at That's people. That's not going to convince anybody. It's not going to help anybody. And you're right. It, it's, you know, it's not a good look. It's not a good look, you guys. When you get mad, type it out and then delete it. It'll, you'll yeah. feel better, but you don't send it. I, I've done that. I did that today, oh, yeah. actually. I mm-hmm. typed up a tweet and was like, mm-hmm. I should send this. No. No, I didn't. Delete it all. Cancel it. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Uh, It can be therapeutic to get it out, though. Mallory Gates did a super chat a while ago that I cannot uh, get to. I apologize. Can I change this from top chat to live chat? Yep. All messages are visible. Switch me to live chat. Let me go back. Oh, I can't go back. I am I sorry, Mallory Gates. Back. I cannot go back to the beginning, Mallory Gates. If you, do you type, not have special YouTube tools that show you all the super chats? No, they don't. Uh, so I do, but if a super chat comes in before the stream, it just disappears. Uh, if a super chat comes in and I refresh the page, it won't show up in the viewer activity window where I can see all of the super chats. So I'm blaming YouTube for that, Mallory Gates, and I apologize. I apologize. Um, yeah, don't forget to hit that like button, you guys. I really very much appreciate that. Do what Sexy King Phil says. So, Oh, yeah, and comment because I like to read them to see what you guys talk about. Definitely leave comments down in the description below. Uh, if there is something that you would like us to address, cover, yeah. report on, Obviously, definitely let us know. And uh, I think we're going to be taking a page out of the Matt Cully lot way of thinking. Matt Cully sent out uh, a pretty solid tweet today. Uh, he says, I would highly urge tobacco harm reduction advocates to branch out and get a firm grip on the whole harm reduction space. This knowledge can help you greatly in THR advocacy. Yes. I'm just going to say true. yes. I'm on board for this. This is something I've actively been trying to do, but Mm -hmm. stepping your toe into like the greater harm reduction space, it's a little bit intimidating. You know, I mean, it definitely Uh, can be. There's a lot to learn, a lot to absorb, and it's a little intimidating. I've found some great people on Twitter to follow. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
har- general such harm as drug harm reduction. Drug harm um, reduction. So let's see. Who do I? So Zachary you know, Siegel. Zachary Siegel for sure. He's um, been the big anybody one. Anybody associated with uh, DPA, which is the Drug Policy Alliance. Oh yeah, yeah, Drug Policy Alliance. Um, I find them to be just. You know, that's Ethan very, Nadelman, right? Yes, Nadelman. That he he founded that uh, organization. Yes, um, there is a Dr. Ryan Marino who is quite funny um, on Twitter who does oh, yes. harm reduction, chronic pain, toxicology, addiction. Now he does also talk about COVID. So if you're one of those people that's touchy about that, your prob's not going to want to follow him. Yes, but he does the other stuff too. Um, Claire Zagorski is amazing um claire zagorski yes it's z-a-g-o-r-s-k-i i'm probably saying it wrong but she tweets a ton about harm reduction uh let's see who else i follow dpa they have two uh they have drug policy action and drug policy alliance i follow yeah. them um who else do i follow who is good alex norsha obviously yeah does alex norsha is great I follow well. Ryan Marino too, and I really like him. Mm-hmm. I really like him a lot. I don't know how I found him. I'm assuming that every like drug harm reduction person that I follow now, I it came to me from Logan Exhales. Yeah, I get them from Logan too. Um, Sheila uh, Vakahari, Vakari, Vakaria. There we go. Sheila Vakaria. She is with. Uh, she's a deputy director at uh, DPA. <sighs> Uh, I'm not spelling this name correctly. Okay. Let's A K H A R I A. Let's get those Twitters. We'll put them in the description of this video. For sure. 100% because Matt Matt's absolutely right, you know. Yep. Ha- tobacco harm reduction is part of the whole harm reduction space. Yes. And I don't think we're even going to fully, you know, understand tobacco harm reduction without understanding all of harm reduction, harm reduction. Uh, yeah. and, and the idea behind it. And so it's something I'm actively trying to do. And we'll probably talk about it on this stream, you know, at, at, uh, at Matt's advice. He hasn't steered me wrong. You know, Matt doesn't steer me wrong, but, it's but I agree. And it's a little bit intimidating, especially, um, I shouldn't say intimidating. I should say it's a very humbling Mm-hmm. Uh, l- learning and realizing the amount that I don't know about drug harm reduction. And it's exciting getting to yeah. learn about everything you don't oh, no. know about drug harm reduction. There's a lot. And I've I've done a lot with this because uh, the same thing occurred to me like a while ago. So I started, you know, feeling that it was an obligation and good for me and good for society and just in general if I got into this as well. And it's yeah. really helped me, I think, be a better advocate mm-hmm. because, you know, for those of us who've only understood harm reduction in the context of tobacco harm reduction, there is a lot of context and a lot of other educational stuff that we don't necessarily get too much into in tobacco harm reduction because yeah. it's a very narrow, like we're just talking about cigarettes and we're just talking about, you know, swapping a product or et cetera. Yeah. With drugs, it's completely different, right? Because there's not, it's it's not, it, it would be like in tobacco harm reduction if we were like, no, people should be allowed to use cigarettes, um, you know, but here's ways that we can make their cigarettes 
safer, if you will. Sure. I mean, it's, it's like that with nicotine, but they're not trying to substitute, right? Mm-hmm. People who use heroin want to continue to use heroin, right? Right, right. are not trying to substitute to a different product, um, but we're talking about clean needle exchange programs and safe, safe injection supply. sites and safe supply. Exactly. So it's different, but it's really good to wrap your head around all of yeah. those other concepts um, about bodily autonomy. Like I didn't really yeah, know about autonomy. that until I started like really following Logan, right? Yeah. Like, body autonomy bodily autonomy is a really big deal and that's helped inform my opinion on things like vaccine mandates and other things because i'm like you know i'm not comfortable with it here so i'm not sure about how i you know it's yes it's just it's real good for your education as a citizen of the world it is it it really is and honestly uh it, it helps keep people alive and that's important to me and the thing about harm reduction is it's very like uh I mean something that I enjoy it's very empathy based you know it's it it's it's getting rid of stigma it's getting mm-hmm. rid of shame because that doesn't work it's anti war on drugs which yep. of course it's anti war on drugs cuz the yep. war on drugs was never a war on drugs it was a war on people, people. the whole time Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really opened my eyes. And I, I remember I watched our YouTube video recently. Again, this might have come from Logan Exhales. Um, but there was a gentleman in the Netherlands who converted his van into a mobile safe injection site. Mm-hmm. And he would just drive around and give people a safe place. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like he's actively helping keep people alive without stigma, without shame. Uh, and I think that's great. Yep. It's it's uh it's cool. Like it's exciting to me, harm reduction, the overall harm reduction. And uh I'm here for it. And I think it can only help vaping. Yeah. No, and it's it's true. And I don't know if you not to get too into this, but they actually recently in New York opened a safe injection site. Mm-hmm. And the people that I follow, a lot of them associated with DPA, have been updating. Like every week there's more numbers of people that they've saved their lives because right. of this safe injection site, right? right? They go here to inject their, you know, drugs or substances that they're using and they have an event, let's say an accidental overdose or a bad batch or something. And these people are there to supervise and help save them if they need it. And yeah. they've saved like hundreds of people already. And this yeah. place has been open like a month yeah. or something. Yeah. And it's so the same, harm I mean, reduction actually is the only 100% way to save people's lives. Right. All other policy interventions do not immediately save life. C- correct. Correct. 100%. The, the simplest way I can think of it as a pretty bad analogy in my head is uh, it's like when your friend's real, real drunk, mm-hmm. you make sure that they... They, they get back to their house okay, or you make sure they get back to their hotel room okay. You make sure they're hydrated. You give them some water. So, you know, you maybe they have drinks in between their drinking. It's like mm-hmm. taking care of someone who's clearly drunk or whatever on whatever, you know, using whatever substance without mm-hmm. stigma. Like you don't stigmatize your friends if you're out drinking and your one buddy gets too drunk. There's, I don't know. Maybe I'm making a bad analogy. I, I like uh, it. It's That's a close-ish. really bad analogy. Yeah. They they give, you know, it's a supervised, right? Now, if you want to leave, you can leave. And they're not going to, like, you know, I don't think prevent you from leaving or anything like that. Like, your friend might, you know, follow you down the street. They're not sure. going to do that. Sure. But while you're in the facility, you know, they keep an eye on you and make sure that you need, you know, that you haven't, like I said, overdosed or, you know, have any sort of 
reaction or yes. that your you know supply i think they have testing kits for so you can test your supply because that's been the biggest problem in the recent years is mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. unsafe drug supplies that's why so many people are overdosing not because they're whatever it's because fentanyl is laced into drugs it should not be in yeah do not have a tolerance to it and are accidentally overdosing right and fentanyl won't hurt you if you touch it no from it what will I not understand Despite what every police department in the United States is telling Ever. You. Yeah, you guys want to get red-pilled for real? Get into drug harm reduction and see how many other... Like, you think police tell the truth about this stuff? <laughs> Laughable. Comedic. No. Comedic. I didn't... I had no idea how bad they lie. Like, you think the CDC with vaping is bad? The cops got nothing. Cops talking about fentanyl when it comes to drugs. Yeah, you guys, it's yep. bad. So if you don't want to get red pilled on that, maybe watch out. But yeah, there is a whole yeah whole other world to discover. Yeah, yeah, and and we're not. And there there was someone in the chat, uh, Martin. Uh, we're not talking about whether it's right or wrong or what people should do or if people that use heroin do want to quit or if people that do use heroin do want to continue using heroin, that's not what we're here to say. And that's not what we're here to talk about. It's just the harm reduction aspect so that people who do want to use heroin can do it safely and not die and not be criminalized because of it. Right. That's where we're coming from. So it's not our intention to offend in any capacity. No, but I'm sure there are people that, want to quit heroin that are using it that can't or you know for whatever reasons sure but there are also people that use it that don't have an issue and wish to continue and using want it, to right? continue using it yeah exactly there is everybody exists right everybody needs to remember that your experience is not the universal experience right there is always going to be somebody else who has had the same experience than you but came out of it wants something different or has a different opinion right so harm reduction wants to help you do whatever it is you want to do mm-hmm. harm reduction does not want to tell you that you need to quit and it does not want to tell you that you should keep using it it says what is your goal let us help you achieve that goal as safely as possible as safely as possible helping a fellow yes. human being even exactly. if you even if you disagree with what they do that's, harm not, reduction, that's not what harm reduction is about. Exa- it's not about caring about which, you know, what your end goal is. That's up to you. Harm reduction says you're the driver. What do you want? And we will help you get there safely. And that's literally it. every parallel goes to vaping because I don't want people to quit vaping. I just want them to go from smoking to vaping. I want them to take that harm reduction step. And then when you get here, hey, that's up to you. You can use 50 milligram if that's going to keep you off cigarettes. You can taper down if you want to. You don't have to taper down. Right. You know? It's what you want to do. We will help you whatever it is that you want to do. Bodily autonomy. Damn good stuff. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm any sort of expert on the greater harm reduction world of drug harm reduction uh, what I'll sit here and tell you is that I'm trying to learn as much as I possibly can, and I'm trying to follow people that are smarter than me <laughs> and listen to what people smarter than me have to say, people who have been in this space for decades, people like Ethan Nadelman, who you know is the founder of the Drug Policy Alliance, 
that's the only promise I can make is that I'm trying to learn as much as I can about it in order to be a more effective harm reduction advocate. Absolutely. By the way, Ethan Nadelman has a really awesome podcast Yep. Um, that's done by, I think it's iHeartRadio. Uh, it's called Psychoactive. It's free to listen to. You should look it up um, because it is, if you want to learn about psychedelics, marijuana, meth, all kinds, of, he covers the gamut and he's got experts on. It's very fascinating stuff. I highly recommend yeah. listening to that podcast. Yeah. It's it's a really good podcast. Matt was on it. Didn't, was it Matt on Yes, he was yeah, recently. He was. Yes. I listened to that episode. It's a Big good, deal. good podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, Earn, exactly. I tell people in my shop all the time, you don't have to quit nicotine, but I can help you if you want to. Right. Exactly. And while we're helping you quit nicotine, you're already reducing the harm in your life so that's the first step is to reduce the harm what you do after that is is ultimately up to you anyway good stuff i'm seeing a lot of interesting good stuff, stuff about Matt fentanyl in this chat we might yeah. want to do a fentanyl facts and myths we should do a fentanyl some of you guys facts and myths. actually are going to be surprised that you're not correct about some of these things yeah fentanyl i've been trying i've been trying to read and learn as much about fentanyl as possible Mm -hmm. um, that one guy, Martin uh, Ryan Marino, yes, he tweets about it pretty yes. frequently. Zach Siegel does too, but Zach Siegel is a little bit more cynical than, yes. than Ryan is. Yes. Ryan's a little bit more fun loving, and Zachary oh, yeah. Siegel just goes, "This is bullshit!" Like retweets yep. something, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I like following both of them. I like following both of them. And congratulations, like Martin! Congratulations. Yeah, you'll like Claire too, who I was telling you about. She's yeah. like in the middle. Yeah. She has an Etsy shop where she sells like cookie jars that say fentanyl on them. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Do they really? Yes. It's amazing. Well, didn't you see that uh that news bit that was going around? We should have talked about it where they have uh cocaine vaporizers for Is medical this actually uh, for use? cocaine? Yes, for like oh. vaporizing and inhaling illicit substances interesting yeah i thought it was interesting it got a lot of interesting reactions in the vape space a lot of people were against it i'm not sure how how against it i was yeah bubopren. i mean if it's safer although i do know like when people when you see those stories uh, about oh my god somebody put fentanyl in a vape you guys that's not real yeah so that's, the, that can't be real. the point of aerosolation aerosolization for fentanyl is like so million not a million it is so way hotter than any vape device gets on the like it's ridiculously hot if you want to know more about this i actually have a twitter thread from claire by the way which is how i met her because she's amazing that talks about how it is physically impossible with the current gear that we use to vape fentanyl because it it has to be so hot to aerosolize and our equipment doesn't even get that hot so you could put fentanyl in a tank but it would just sit at the bottom and it wouldn't do anything so if you see news stories and they're like kids are vaping fentanyl you can be like that's fake news because it's not possible because that's not actually even physically possible well it's you Correct. know that didn't help us any volley true but cocaine e-cigarette could help people struggling with addiction the so-called crack pen could reduce many of the harms of smoking cocaine look at that harm reduction well, i mean our yeah, products being used for harm, but will it work and will actually people use it this is just the first thing i came up with i haven't read this exact article yet can I we mean, make illegal drugs safer 
Absolutely, yes, and we, we can. And we definitely should do that. Also, we shouldn't. We should. They shouldn't be illegal. So. Right, and the war on drugs. Right, because prohibition. Because prohibition. Come on, Joe Biden. Come on. Come on, Joe Biden. You could do it. Anyway, you guys. Um, okay, yeah, good stuff, Danielle Jones. I think this is another TBN uh, in the books. We we Woo! ran long again, because that's just what we do, and that's oh, fine. You know. But uh, yeah, so deal with fatigue the best way you can. Take breaks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm take take constant breaks. Um, we'll put links to literally everything we talked about down in the description, including that Discover Magazine link with the cocaine e-cigarette could help people harm reduction and the such as. And uh, look, we got a long way to go, as we were talking about earlier. And uh, I'm here for it. You know, we're, we're kind of here for the long haul. Mm -hmm. This is uh, there's not a lot of hills I plan to die on, but I think tobacco harm reduction is one of them. And I, and I have no problems uh, saying that or admitting that. I just believe in the technology so damn much. Yep. What's up, Dan Stroud? Appreciate you being here, you guys. So uh, one more time, thank you so much for being here, you guys. Thank you for being advocates. Thank you for wanting to be part of the conversation, even if we're talking about maybe some uncomfortable things sometimes. Uh, it's important to, to get to the truth of the matter and to get mm -hmm. to the facts of the matter. I don't even like the word truth anymore. We live in a post-truth world. Oh, God, facts yeah. are all that matter. We get to the facts of the matter. We follow the science to the facts, and that's what we do. Yep. And that's it. So that's all from us here at uh, TBN. Thanks to everyone uh, at the TBN studios for helping this broadcast. And oh, you've done an excellent job. Excellent well job. Done. Pizza party for the team. Pizza party. Yeah, our producer's throwing a pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no producer. There's uh, no we're team. Not, we're not having not a team. And there's not going to be any pizza because no I'm on a diet. So this yeah. is all so lies. All lies. lied to you. Yeah, that was some CDC level fibbage right there. We did. Happening we did. severely. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have an exit outro anymore, so we're just going to wave and say goodbye. And uh, I, I love you guys like crazy. Let's keep fighting the good fight. I'll see you on Thursday, fam. Okay. Bye. Bye. And... Ready? Bye! Bye!